From Harry Hurley Way in the world's playground to the broadcast pioneers of Philadelphia Hall of Fame. I want to congratulate my friend, Harry Hurley. You're about to find out why Harry Hurley has been named to the Talkers Magazine list of the 100 most important talk show hosts in the nation. Live from the studios of Town Square Media in Northfield, it's Hurley in the Morning on WPG Talk Radio 95.5. It is seven minutes past the hour. Thank you so very much for waking up Hurley in the Morning. And I'll tell you who else wakes up very early in the morning, and that's Chris Coleman, the esteemed program director of WPG. I should say the number one rated WPG Talk Radio 95.5 radio station. Chris and I, we were just talking about the fact that the president's State of the Union address was the lowest watched since 1993. Now, here's what no one else has factored into all of this. I don't know how many illegals have snuck in. It's over five million since Biden uh, got into the um, alleged seat that he sits in uh, once in a while. Although let's let's just be honest. He's not we don't really have a president. We have a teleprompter and the teleprompter is loaded with words and cue cards are printed with words. And there are other people. Scary. Susan Rice and people like that. Ron Klain. They're running the show. But something to consider, because if you just say, hey, it's 27 million and you act like it's apples to apples. This is the lowest watch State of the Union address because our president is terrible and nobody wants him. Oh, but what happens with the elections then? That's a whole nother story. But the numbers don't lie here. A vast majority of Democrats don't want him to run again they wanted trump out they didn't want him in he's he's one percent joe this guy has failed his way to the top it it is a fluke convergence of circumstances pandemic all kinds of unrelated things ballot harvesting so on and so forth but in 1993 and i looked it up i was even surprised i knew there'd be a lot less People in the country. Now, remember, when we talk population, it's basically people. It's not not citizens. And I I don't know what the number is now. Sometimes you hear 340 million. That's not right. You know, that's not right with these. I think there are tens of millions of illegals in this country. It's probably more like 370 but it's listed at about 340 million, 350 million sometimes. There was 259,918,588 people. That was the population in 1993. So consider this. If you adjusted the number for population, and that can be done, it's just math. This is the lowest since 1993, and he had 100 million more people that, if they wanted to, could have tuned in. If you took Biden back to the 250 million mark 100 million people ago, this speech would be well, well before 1993, the lowest. This program has been on the air since 1992. This is basically the lowest State of the Union address 
of our existence together. No surprise. No surprise. And I'm going to tell you part of the reason why. It's true he's not really present for his own presidency, and that's of course that's, that's a problem. But he's so incredibly dishonest. And I'm telling you, more and more of the American people are picking up. This, this Biden Inc. is a crime wave. It's unbelievable. When this, I'm telling you, when this all shakes out, many people who've been meandering aimlessly that pay little or no attention, even they are going to be like, wow, this, this is freaky. But latest example. President Biden calls out the lie, and he knows as soon as he's saying it that it's a lie. So then he catches himself and says, well, not all Republicans. But then he says that Republicans want basically to end Social Security and Medicare. Cut it, end it. So the Republicans boo and and all of that and call out liar. And Biden then concedes and says, Okay, well, that's settled now. We're not going to cut Social Security and Medicare. Nobody ever was. Come on. If you listen to anything I tell you, remember the doctrine. It's like RoboCop, the directive, rule one. Rule one is staying in office, getting elected, getting reelected. What lunatic member of the United States Congress, House or Senate, is ever going to say they're going to end or cut Social Security and Medicare. You've got a percentage of the population at that age, 62 and above. They are the most faithful voters. And you would be cutting your own political throat if you did that. So Democrats have been lying for years. And it's really a shame you know I'm pretty good at picking demarcation lines. Lawton Childs in Florida was going to lose to Jeb Bush. Jeb Bush was supposed to be the one that would win, and Ma Richards was supposed to beat George W. Bush. Only the exact opposite happened. Jeb Bush lost a race he should have won. But it wasn't all his fault. Lawton Childs did what was called Medicare and blamed that Jeb Bush was going to end Medicare, cut Social Security. And sadly, it worked. And this is going back decades. Sadly, it worked. And then the Democrats, with great regularity, continued to use that tactic. That Republicans are going. I've been saying for my entire broadcasting career, please, Republicans, get on message. Be smart. End this ability for them to be able to say it was just like when Palestina was running against Whalen and Whalen said that Palestina wanted to rip oxygen tubes out of dying cancer patients noses. I mean, they're they're shameless. They will literally say and do anything to accumulate power, to win. I can't stand Mitt Romney, but when uh, Chuck Schumer said 
that Mitt Romney hadn't paid taxes in 10 years. It was such a lie. He had paid millions of dollars in taxes. And then afterward, because the Democrat media always lets the lie go until after the election, then after the election, Schumer is confronted with it by the Democrat media even. And he says, well, it worked, didn't it? They care nothing about the truth. Let me tell you how clear I can prove that point. After Biden conceded in his stumbling, bumbling State of the Union address. okay, well, that's off the table. We're not we're not cutting Social Security or Medicare. Nobody ever was. You're a liar. But he even acknowledged. The next day, yesterday, I forget where he was. I guess he was in Florida, right? Anyhow, wherever he was, I think it was Florida. He is just telling the lie all over again that Republicans want to cut Social Security and Medicare. The president of the United States is a dishonest, pathological, congenital liar. And I don't say that lightly, and it it pains me a bit to say that. Because it's really a shame that we have such an incoherent, unwell president that lies about everything. Literally everything. It would be a shorter story to talk about something he says that's actually true, honest, correct, than it is to talk about everything else. The spy balloon stuff, all lies. All of it. Lies. This Medicare stuff, Social Security. Now, here's the irony. And we'll talk about this on the other side of the break because it's worth a few minutes. It's important. When I tell you certain things that I swear to you are true, of course I want you to believe me. But I can absolutely back all of this up. When Biden tells his lies, and this is really transferable to Democrats, the lying faction of the, we'll call it the lying wing of the party. When they make an accusation about the other side, not only is the other side innocent, but they are actually guilty of what they are accusing. It's Saul Alinsky. It's rules for radicals. It's the playbook. You blame your opponent for that which you are guilty of. Hillary Clinton blaming this fake and the media went along with it hook, line and stinker about Trump and Russia collusion when it was Hillary Clinton and the DNC colluding with Russia. And that truth is now self-evident. I'll give you a perfect example of this when we come back in just a few minutes. Don't go away. Just I feel like calisthenics. Oh, I'm wearing my. Brand new, first time, brand new, number one, that's kind of fitting for WPG, Jalen Hurts, Eagles jersey. I have to say, if you want to see a picture of it, uh, you can go to the app 
if you go to my article that I'm going to be teasing in about 12 minutes about Princess Diana and the Philadelphia Eagles and the connection, yes, there is one. And we tell a really cool story about it. But I am I am the featured cover photo taken with my iPhone 14 camera in my studio about an hour ago by my friend Joe Kelly, who I gave the photo credit to. All right, we're going to be back. Don't go away. I'm going to prove something to you that's incontrovertible next on the Hurley in the Morning program. Fox News commentary. Will Joe's performance that was largely overshadowed by his wife kissing the second dude on the lips be enough to rally the support of Democrats that would like to put him out to pasture? I'm Tommy Lahren. More next. Democrats just want to win the next election, and they're trying to do it with ceaseless money printing. They do not care if the value of your retirement is sacrificed. Hi, Stephen K. Bannon. It is critical to protect your retirement right now with a gold IRA from Birch Gold Group. To learn more, get a free info kit on gold IRAs by texting the word SHELTER to 989898. There's nothing to buy and no obligation at all. Text the word SHELTER to 989898 to get a free info kit on gold. The State of the Union was this week, and aside from First Lady Jill kissing the second dude on the lips, it was rather lackluster. Had I watched it on mute with my eyes closed, I might have been impressed, but sadly, I saw and heard it all, including Joe yelling much of it near the top of his lungs. Joe tried to gaslight us into believing he is a uniter, though he spent much of the last two years demonizing half the country. But you know what I didn't hear in his address? I didn't hear about 64 gender options or men getting pregnant. He didn't invite trans TikTokers as guests or push the experimental vaccine. Why? Because his team knows that woke crap isn't palatable for most Americans, and he is no doubt getting ready to announce his 2024 re-election bid, so he's back to his old tricks, pretending to be a moderate, a capitalist, and an average Joe. Well, Biden voters, he fooled you once. Will you allow him to do it again? I'm Tommy Laren. Hey, Sean Hannity here. Join me today at 3, but now back to Hurley in the Morning, right here on WPG Talk Radio 95.5 FM and 1450 AM South Jersey's talk station. Thank you, Sean Hannity. 24 minutes past the hour. First correction of the program. That's what we do around here. If we get it wrong, we say we get it wrong with the same intensity as we made the um, the original comment. Program observer. By the way, this is this is a how do I say this? I knew the correct answer. But I did not state the correct news when I shared the point that I made. It was not Chuck Schumer that lied about Mitt Romney and not paying taxes for 10 years when Romney was running against Obama for president. It was dirty Harry Reid. I did know that, but I did state it wrong, and I want to correct the record. It was Harry Reid, and then Harry Reid, after the election, was questioned about it, and he said it worked, didn't it? This is how unscrupulous dishonest, filthy, dirty they are. You know, I I was very lucky. I lost my election. I lost two elections, actually. Uh, The second one was a heartbreaker. But I can't explain why, but I took it very well. Uh, And then within a month, we started this program. So it was the greatest outcome I could ever have wished for. But I I made a decision if I wanted to be a slime ball, I would certainly have won that election. I only lost by a handful of votes. I believe I got the most votes ever and not and not win. 
with one district left, I was winning. I mean, it was so close. This was the election of 1992. Second Tuesday in May, I forget the date, of 1992. And then July 1st, we launched this program. So it was the greatest the greatest outcome I ever could have wished for. Because had I won, this would have never happened. I'm convinced of it. It's a miracle this ever happened to begin with. But I ran a race where I made a decision that I was not going to say a bad word about anybody in the race. I put it in writing in a newspaper that we we published with a very dear friend of mine that helped me publish it. And I put it out there and I lived by it. And I was getting my face kicked in. I was being lied about. I mean, all kinds of crap was going on. But I stuck to my guns. I wanted to win. I wanted to prove you could win without saying a bad word about anyone. And let me tell you something. It requires a lot of discipline to go that route when when no one else is. And you're getting absolutely butchered. Now, I, I know for a fact there were certain things I could have done. There were certain things I could have said. And I contemplated it, but I said, nope, I made a promise. I have to live with it. And we'll just see how this turns out. And we're going to go this route because I had people saying, oh, man, Harry, this isn't like you. You got to punch back. I said, nope. I said I, I said I was going to do it a certain way and I'm, I'm not going back on that. So I know I could have won because I needed so few votes to turn the thing around. And I, I definitely could have disqualified two of the people for sure. And certainly pulled enough my way. But anyhow, it was Harry Reid, and this is how they operate. They don't care. It's like Joe Biden saying, hey, this is all settled now. Okay, good. It's all settled. Go look at the speech. I saw it. I saw him say it. And then the next day, he was telling the lie again. Because they don't care. They lie with ease. They lie with regularity. But here's the kicker of it all. Joe Biden, in 1975, as a member of the majority party in the United States Senate, he introduced a bill that required all federal programs to sunset in four years. So by 1979, he he proposed and he's the video exists. You go go do some homework. If you don't believe me, the video exists. I saw it yesterday with Biden saying, and that includes Social Security. He said it by name. He's such a liar. He'll lie about that. So I'm going to tell you right now, it's going to be Trump or DeSantis, and they better wrap that around his neck. That the only person on this stage that ever supported ending Social Security and Medicare is you. And quote him and say the moderator, hold him accountable. I know I got to go against you, too, you Democrat moderator. And keep in mind, we might be cheated out of debates right now. Uh, The position of the RNC is that the presidential candidate of the Republican Party, this is not even being talked about, will not participate in that presidential commission uh, on debates that holds these uh, debates and I don't blame them. That's a Democrat sham operation 
oh, there's Republicans on it. Yeah, Republicans like Liz Cheney and Adam Kinzinger. Now, it's not them, but it's just like that. Trump hating, you know, Republican and name only freaks. There's Republicans on here all over the place. Yeah, right. Sure, there are. Name them. The names are hideous. So we don't even know if we're going to get the debates. That would be a big miss. And that would be another benefit to Joe Biden. You got to have the debates. Because Joe Biden, think about him now in two years. This this guy's going to be like mumbles on uh, Dick Tracy. What did he say? I don't know. He's mumbles. So Joe Biden is the one that pushed his bill to end Social Security. Wrap that around his neck. Every day, that should be said for the next two years. No, you're lying again. That's what you do. And you're the one that wanted to end Social Security. And you should just have it on a loop, him saying it. And that includes Social Security. I'll play it for you uh, after the break. I'll find it. We'll be back. Don't go away. This is the Town Square, New Jersey Info and Weather Network. Yep, it's me. 31 minutes past the hour. I didn't leave you. Three stories you can follow right now on the app. Princess Diana wore a Philadelphia Eagles jacket actually with great regularity. It's a wonderful story. I thank my daughter, Kristen, for bringing it to my attention. I had forgotten all about it. Atlantic City firefighters are considering a vote of no confidence. And homeless structures were removed yesterday from under the Atlantic City boardwalk across from Resorts Casino Hotel. That and more on your app. From the Townsquare, New Jersey Info and Weather Network, I'm Chief Meteorologist Dan Zero. Skies across South Jersey will look pretty blah today, but just like yesterday, temperatures will soar well above normal. I can't rule out a rain shower at some point. High this afternoon, 58 degrees. We only fall to 50 tonight, still a shower chance alive, and then a windy day tomorrow, partly sunny and dry. High of 57, temperatures may start to slide backward in the afternoon tomorrow. Get weather 24-7 wherever you are. Download our free mobile app today. It's Jesse Kelly here. I- Early in the morning, WPG Talk Radio 95.5 FM and 1450 AM. When you need to know, it's WPG Talk Radio 95.5 and the WPG Talk Radio app. I'll tell you, we desperately need Section 230 reform because everything from search engines to the social media, the tech uh, oligarchs, it's just it's really hard. I mean, I remember during the campaign of 2016, if you Googled Hillary Clinton, unbelievably wonderful puff, fantastic, positive coverage. You you would you couldn't even find bad stuff. And then you go and you Google Trump and, and it's it's like uh, uh, Jason Voorhees, Freddy Krueger crossover uh, horror event. All right, so this isn't the best of Biden at this, but at least it will give you one point in time. In 1970s, he talked about cutting Social Security and Medicare. Here he is in the 1980s. It's actually in a mid-1990, I think it's a 1995 speech, but he's referring to the 1980s. 
with any of those sacred cows. I'm one of those Democrats who voted for the constitutional amendment to balance the budget. I have introduced on four occasions, four occasions, entire plans to balance the budget, knowing I'm not president and I'm not the leader, but for illustrative purposes. I tried with Senator Grassley back in the 80s to freeze all government spending, including Social Security, including everything. Okay, so including Social Security... Including everything that would make uh, Lion Joe uh, a liar right now. But again, it's what he does. He lies. He lies with ease. He lies with great regularity. In other news, Ron DeSantis. Now, I am very familiar with Reedy Creek because we spend three, four different times every year uh, in what was that Disney district. Incidentally, run beautifully well roads are fantastic uh the fire department reedy creek fire department uh, you know honestly they should just leave it alone and i will say and i like ron DeSantis, and i think he's a really good governor but this is what happens when you're running for president it's a shame how the job you're doing suffers because look i know that disney went woke broke joke and it's terrible and now they're laying off seven thousand people uh even though their parks revenue is up 36 percent but they've got disney plus and the other disney platforms that aren't doing as well but the parks definitely uh, have come back and they really need to take a look at all of it because they're gouging right now and uh tickets and all kinds of stuff so they're, they're gonna break a, a really great thing if they don't watch it But because DeSantis is running for president, he's got this feud going with the Walt Disney Company. And he said yesterday, quote, there's a new sheriff in town. So they're going to present Disney with a $700 million past due tax bill. That's what's coming. The Florida House introduced a bill earlier this week that would rename the Reedy Creek Improvement District the Central Florida Tourism Oversight District. This would happen within two years. Instead of Disney governing the district and its five board members, the board members will be appointed by the governor and approved by the state Senate. Disney, just to give you a little bit of history on this, and it is a a really amazing, uh, rare ability for self-governance. But honestly, Disney, and I haven't liked Disney in the ABC era, but they they did a great job. They really did. Disney was given control of the Reedy Creek District by the state of Florida back in 1967. This is when Walt Disney was still alive. This is before construction even began on the Walt Disney World Resort. Quote, now this is obviously going to be controlled by the state of Florida which is no longer self-governing for Disney, DeSantis said. He unveiled a plan to provide $2 billion in tax relief for Florida families. Quote, so there's a new sheriff in town, and that's the way it's going to be. In case you don't remember, and I remember at the time saying, Disney, what are you doing? It can come after you. You've got the self-governance. You've got something nobody has. I I hope I'm impressing this 
upon you enough and correctly. Disney was its own city, its own state, its own country. They were self-governing. They paid Florida a ton in different kinds of taxes, but they ran their own entire properties. The feud began last year when stupidly, and I remember saying, oh, my God. And I think if Iger had been the president then and not that fool that they got rid of, this would have never happened. But Disney criticized DeSantis. They went crazy on him over the Florida parental rights education bill. It prohibited instruction of sexual orientation or gender identity in kindergarten through third grade or in a manner not age appropriate or developmentally appropriate for students. I remember saying at the time, look, all of us that are parents and grandparents, you know, come on. I mean, and not even just parents and grandparents, all of us adults. How can you be against that? Why are these Democrats for telling kindergarten and first and second and third graders about vaginas and penises and and all this crazy stuff? And gender and changing fluidity and grooming and all. I mean, who's for this? What's wrong with you? I'm serious. If you're for that, you're sick. I'm calling you out as sick. Because that's crazy. And if you did that crap out on the street, you'd be a Megan's List sexual offender for the rest of your life. Why are they allowed to do it in schools? What protection do they have? Could you think about this? Could you sit a child down next to you? Come here, little child. How old are you? Six. Okay, sit with me. And then start talking to them like that. What do you think would happen? And how is this any difference, different rather, under the disguise of certified teachers teaching this crap? So I remember saying, oh, Disney, you blew it. You Wait till you see what this is going to cost you. I knew it. How did they not know it? You always have to know, look, this isn't some Democrat woke governor. Like if Phil Murphy was the governor of Florida... This never would have happened. No governor would have gone against it. They'd be teaching this garbage and it would happen. But Ron DeSantis was the governor. Unapologetically conservative. Hates woke. I think he said woke died. In Florida or whatever. So what does DeSantis do? He comes after Disney after they came after him. He asked the legislature to remove Disney's self-governance. Their, well, I call it self-governance. They call it control of Reedy Creek District. The bill the legislature passed was supposed to take effect in June, but it had flaws. And I remember telling you about that, the biggest of which was how to handle Disney's $1 billion in bond debt because Disney tried to run a campaign how much this was going to cost taxpayers. Oh, you know, be careful what you wish for because now you're responsible for this debt that we were responsible for. So they're going to work that out. It takes a couple of years. They're going to work it out. But Disney now will not be self-governing. What a self-inflicted, devastating 
it shows you that these things have consequences. Really stupid what they did. Quote, Disney is going to pay its fair share of taxes, DeSantis said. Disney is going to honor its debt. That's exactly what this legislation will do. Quote, if you remember when we first went down this road last spring, a lot of folks in the media were saying, oh, my gosh, Disney is actually going to pay less taxes and Floridians are going to pay more taxes. They were saying that. And I'm like, you've got to be kidding me. Well, this puts that to bed. And so those debts will be honored and those will be paid. And that's where DeSantis has just presented them with a $700 million pass due tax bill, all completely self-inflicted. As Kellyanne Conway said on the Hurley in the Morning program in the not too distant past, woke is broke. Woke is a joke. Early in the morning, WPG Talk Radio 95.5 FM and 1450 AM. Sean Hannity this afternoon at 3. Now, early in the morning on WPG Talk Radio 95.5. All right, my good friend Bob Progner, he's awake. He's listening to early in the morning, I believe, from about uh, 1,100 miles away as the crow flies. Because it is different uh, aerially from, say... Atlantic City to uh, to Florida than it is if you were traveling uh, by vehicle. Uh, now I think I got it almost right. I'm not going to make this is not going to be my second correction of the hour, but I think I got it basically right. I said that uh, DeSantis said something like "woke dies in Florida." Uh, the exact quote Bob provided it for me, and as soon as he sent it to me, it, it just immediately just rang true that. Florida is where woke goes to die. It is a great line. And it is, you know, there are certain things where you could say the same thing, but it it doesn't sound nearly as good if you don't say it right. Uh, So thank you, Bob. Appreciate that. Um, I know I mentioned it briefly, but let me just regale for just a quick moment because it is a part of an article that I wrote a few hours ago. I'm the cover model in my brand new I'm so happy that this arrived, but even better, I'll explain to you, even better. Everything works out for for a reason. Like usual, I I think two times in a row, I had to buy two airline tickets to the same place, one from Atlantic City, one from Philadelphia, to make sure that we could get in because there just was no room to, to spare. Your vacation is when your vacation is, and if you don't get in... You know, it wrecks the whole vacation. So lately, because our country is broken, you have to buy things sometimes more than once to make sure you get it once. I'm not I'm not encouraging that kind of spending, but I really wanted this Jalen Hurts jersey. I've been wearing a Donovan McNabb jersey and you know how far back that goes for all these years. Number five, of course, I wanted the Jalen Hurts jersey. So I order it, and of course, the whole thing goes sideways because it's me. I order a second one because I want to make sure I get it. So I wind up, I wind up, I get both, which is great within a day of each other. I get both. So it enabled me to give away the second one, which I was happy to do. 
to one of my son-in-laws. So it, it worked out really well. So I've got this Jalen Hurts jersey that fits perfect. It's hard to get stuff, you know, to fit perfectly. And it is just magnificently made. It's got the NFL PA official tag on it. You can't – just the tag stitched onto the bottom in leather, I mean, is heavy. The shirt is fantastic. It's all stitching, no, no iron-on crap, and I absolutely love it. So I'm wearing it today and uh, because I'm not going to be here tomorrow – and I'm not going to tell you until I get back why I'm not going to be here tomorrow. But to put it to put it mildly, I am on big time special assignment. And if all goes well, Saturday night, look for a post. I should say an article on the WPGTalkRadio.com website, on the WPG Talk Radio 95.5 app, because if everything goes well, you're going to know Saturday night my special assignment and why I'm not the, – the show will go on. A great show is planned, uh, but I will not be here tomorrow live uh, for reasons that I will let you in on. I promise you – no later than Sunday morning because I might not be able to do it Saturday night because I'm going to be in the midst of something very, very special. And I want you to be the first to know. So either Saturday night, if I can do it, or definitely by Sunday morning, we'll give you the update and then we'll be back live on Monday. And could it be, could it be true that this magical weekend that I'm going to tell you all about and and I'll have uh, photographic evidence of it all. Could it be that it will also be able to sign on at about six minutes past the hour of six this Monday, February 13th, and be able to say that the Eagles are Super Bowl 57 champions, that they've won their second Super Bowl in five years? I'll tell you, if you think about it, if you win the Super Bowl, it's a different decade. But if you win the Super Bowl in 2018, which is the 2017 season, and you win it again in 2023, the 2022 season, I mean, that puts the Eagles on the map. And I remember saying this a week or two ago, and I'm sure you've seen these if you're on social media Typically, it would be Dallas Cowboys and the Eagles in a split photo, and it would have the Dallas Cowboys. I don't know how many they have, four or five, whatever it is, something like that. And you see the rings. I think it's four, and the rings are all there. And then below that, this was prior to 2018, it would have those colored, big diamond with the plastic ring, ring pop. So you'd have real Super Bowl rings and the Eagles would be candy ring pop rings. And look, I mean, the Dallas Cowboys haven't won a Super Bowl since the 90s, but they did win quite a few. And the Eagles had won none. They had the 1960 World Championship, but that was not the Super Bowl, which I think came along two years after that. So that didn't count as a Super Bowl. It's a World Championship. The year I was born, actually. And... 
we interviewed, oh, it was so much fun. We interviewed uh, one of the players from that team. It was a lot of fun. Oh, let's see. Uh, I have a Dallas Cowboys fan by the name of Ken Moskic. It is five. All right, so four or five. That won't be my third correction this hour because I'm going to count that as I was accurate. Um, like I always tell you, I know what I know. And then if I don't know for sure, I'll tell you that I'm not sure, four or five. So, But I appreciate, because we do like to get it precise, Dallas has won five. So they actually have one for the thumb as well. This would be two for the Eagles. And I, I'll tell you that, it might sound like nothing. And it's more than just the incremental one to two. Winning two as a franchise, in my estimation is very significant. It's not like, oh, you you, you have one child, now you have two. Uh, you now have three. It's the difference. I always said this before, too. The difference between going from your second child to your third child seemed like you were adding two or three. And I think that's because you had more than what you could hold in each hand. All right, it's open forum. Your turn. Let's play. WETG Atlantic City, WENJHD3 Millville, a town square media station. Everything you need to know in six minutes starts now. Call me now. From Harry Hurley Way in the world's playground to the broadcast pioneers of Philadelphia Hall of Fame. I want to congratulate my friend, Harry Hurley. You're about to find out why Harry Hurley has been named to the Talkers Magazine list of the 100 most important talk show hosts in the nation. Live from the studios of Town Square Media in Northfield, it's Hurley in the morning on WPG Talk Radio 95.5. Hey, thank you. It's six minutes past the hour. Wide open forum this hour. Very special eight o'clock hour. Stand by. I'm not going to say anything more than that. We'll let John uh, share with you what um, he's going to be talking about this morning. But it's um, it's it's very important. Uh, that's coming up in an hour. 609-407-1450. Dateline Atlantic City. Let's go to my friend, Andra. Well, good morning. Good morning, Harry. How are you? I am well. Feels like it's been a while that you yeah. and I haven't spoken. Yes, it has, Harry. I think it has. It has. You probably will hear from me a little more often. Um, uh, just many, many concerns that, that has always been on my heart. Yeah. Harry, I have two two comments, and, and then I'll sit back and hear what you think of it. I went to, the first one is, I went to the, um, no, the first one I want to talk about our children. I went to a meeting on Tuesday, a civic association meeting on Tuesday, and, and um, Senator Palestine was there. And one of the questions I asked him, you know, I, I love what he said as far as us having to work together to to build a better Atlantic City. And then I spoke, um, made a comment on a couple of the bills that he has regarding, you know, why the decline in our young people um, going to college or, you know, considering things of that nature, something to that um, respect. And I asked him, I said, what is it that we need to do collectively to help our children in Atlantic City and throughout New Jersey get the protection and have the voice of concern regarding the sexual abuse and the abuse that's going on across this state and across this nature, nation with our children? And when I made that comment, 
the mayor happened to be there and he had an opportunity to, to make comments. And immediately he, I guess, took a offense to my statement, thinking that I was directing something towards he and his wife or whatever the case may be. My, my by, by the way, Andra, have you ever witnessed a grown man that has thinner skin than your mayor? Uh, no, I haven't. And, and this guy is just a oopy doopy baby. I mean, it's just crazy. Seriously. So you say something completely benign as it relates to him. But but remember, uh, you're very familiar with narcissism. Uh, your mayor, the small mayor, is a narcissist of the lowest order. So if some if he's at a funeral, it, it, it's about him, not about the person that died. Uh, it's a sick. It's a sick uh, characteristic trait. It's terrible. So you say something that's perfectly legitimate, but he turns it into him, an attack on him. And it, it wasn't. My concern is when and who speaks up for our children. When Steve Young spoke at the school board meeting, he was shut down. Yeah. Who who is going to speak up and protect our children to get them the help and the care that they need after these attacks are done on them? That is a problem, not just in Atlantic City, not just in the state of New Jersey, across the nation. And it, it appalls me that we want to talk about getting uh, parks cleaned up and parks beautified. And, and we need the revenue, yes. But stop putting under the rug that our children are being abused and misused and no one is taking up for them. I have a problem with that. And the second comment I wanted to make was I was at the city stat meeting yesterday and I go every, every uh, other week when they have it. And I think it's a, it's a good thing because I do see some things getting done um, that should have been done in the first place when they were reported, but they put on the board, all of, and it was in the press. They put on the board the open jobs that are available in the city of Atlantic City. And their excuse for not hiring Atlantic City residents is because Atlantic City residents aren't applying. But has anyone ever had the thought, this is just my thinking, that the jobs are still vacant because no one wants to work for Mayor Small. No one wants to work for him. Anybody that has integrity... And the ones that are working for them, him, or the city of Atlantic City, are either taking early retirement or retiring. Yeah, exactly. So when you have early retirement, when you have people that have worked a full career and they're retiring, you have to be prepared to hire people to take those responsibilities over. It's why public safety, part of it was the state making very draconian cuts. It's not all the, the city's fault, but it was it was terribly handled at that level. But also you have retirements. You have people that are out injured. You have people that will take early retirement. And if you're not prepared to fill those positions, then public service is going to is, is going to, um, you know, to be diminished. You can't have that. You got to yeah. be ready to fill these vacancies. You can't just say, and 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 fool someone like you're doing your job when you just say, hey, nobody wants these jobs. Uh, that That's not an acceptable answer. 
Exactly. And and that's why they reach outside of Atlantic City to fill these positions because no Atlantic City residents want them. But think of who you have as their leader. Yeah. No one wants to work for the leader that you have in place because they know his characteristics. They know his integrity. Correct. And their integrity is higher than his. No, there's no doubt. There's no doubt about that. And they also know that, the, you know, the, they'll find a way to stick it to that person any chance they get, blame something on them, retaliate against them, pay them short money, while on the other hand, look at the riches they take for themselves, Andra. Exactly. It is terrible. Exactly. And, it, and it's heartbreaking. It's heartbreaking. But I just had those things on my, my heart this morning, and I hadn't Good. talked to my friend Harry early in quite some time, and I needed to... Well, just reach out to you, morning. Andra, you know I'm still listening. I appreciate you. Have a great, great weekend, and uh, good to talk to you. We'll talk next time. And you as well, Harry. Thank Thanks. you. See, Andra. 609-407-1450, and open phone line. Let's get the break in, then we'll get back to your calls. You'll be next right after the break. You'll be the second caller. You'll be the third caller. So there you have a um, an indication. The next three callers, you know exactly who you are in that order. This is the Hurley in the Morning program. Here's my friend, Sean Hannity. It is the Hurley in the Morning program on WPG Talk Radio 95.5, South Jersey's number one news talk radio station because of you. And you've done it again and again and again. Turn up your radio. Here's the Sean Hannity Morning Minute. By the way, if the Chinese balloon thing taught us one thing is Joe Biden is not willing or able to protect us when it matters most. Why did they hide it from we, the American people, for what, four or five days? Why didn't they take this thing out of the sky as it was about to go into airspace over Alaska? They said they saw the whole thing happening and unfolding in real time. You know, but yet it flies from Alaska down the west coast of Canada into Idaho, from Idaho over Montana, over our ICBM missile silos. Uh, then down to Missouri and Kansas and Kentucky and then the Carolinas. And they did nothing. And they told us nothing. Joe Biden said, oh, they're not really a threat over China. They're not a threat. Well, what if there were bioweapons in there? Well, what in the, if in the future, maybe this was a test run or an EMP attack? Check out the Sean Hannity radio show later today, right here. Do you have $10,000 set aside for your final expenses? With the increasing costs of a funeral, plus any credit card debt and other expenses you have, your family could be stuck paying that huge bill. Don't let that happen. If you're between the ages of 50 and 85, you could get up to $10,000 or more to cover final expenses for less than a dollar a day. Call the Life Insurance Savings Group at 800-663-4141 or go to lifeinsurancesavings.com. With the Life Insurance Savings Group, you're guaranteed acceptance regardless of your health and with no medical exam. You can't be turned down even if you have diabetes, high blood pressure, or are overweight. Plus, your rates will never go up and your benefits will never go down. All for less than a dollar a day. Get your free quote today. Call 800-663-4141. 800-663-4141. Or go to lifeinsurancesavings.com. That's 800-663-4141. Or go to lifeinsurancesavings.com. Full details on example policies at selectquote.com slash commercials. Paid for by SelectQuote. WPG Talk Radio 95.5. Thank you. Welcome back. It is early in the morning at 18 minutes past the hour to your calls in just a moment. But first, this word about Comfort Keepers. It's Harry Hurley for Comfort Keepers of Atlantic, Cape May and Southern Ocean Counties. Comfort Keepers treats your family like a member of their own family. 
And this one, it's professional, but it's also personal to me. As a nurse dad, I know that Comfort Keepers helps people live safely and independently at home. Comfort Keepers goes above and beyond to provide professional in-home care that elevates your quality of life and delivers you with peace of mind and allows you to stay in your home, which is the whole point. Comfort Keepers, they are available when you need them the most, whether it's for as little as four hours per week or 24 hours a day, seven days a week. Comfort Keepers treats each and every client with dignity and respect. Call Comfort Keepers at 609-277-7855. That's 609-277-7855 on the web at comfortkeepers.com. Please tell Comfort Keepers that Harry Hurley sent you. It is uh, 20 minutes past the hour, 609-407-1450. Phone lines are open. John Zarek joining us in about 45 minutes. Welcome to Hurley in the Morning. You're on the air. Good morning, Harry. Rosemary from Ventnor. Thank you for your program. You're welcome. Um, you are welcome for my program. Okay. The first thing is my prayers go out to the people of Turkey and Syria. Rosemary, latest I saw, this was about 2.30 this morning. Uh, I'm sure it's even updated since then. The death toll is over 16,000 people. Yeah, that's really... Unimaginable. Really a tragedy. Um, But it was a miracle with that baby, that newborn baby. Yeah, also a miracle. This is inanimate, but also uh, baby Jesus and the other um, Christ statue that everything around it demolished these statues untouched. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. Um, yeah. Quite a story. Wow. Yep. It is. Um, okay, well, <clears throat> the title is <clears throat> The Cops. Thank you to the cops who do their jobs correctly and professionally. We need to come together to make all of our lives better. We cannot blame everyone because of a few rogue cops. We need to hire the best and brightest among us. Let's face it. Who do we call when we're in fear? We call the cops and hope they are near. We feel relief when they appear. We all really know we need the cops to keep us safe. We do have a dilemma. I don't know what the answer is. In my opinion, I think we need more cops. In high-stress communities, cops need more time off. Also, I think every few months they should check in with a counselor to talk about the stress of their jobs and find solutions. They risk their lives for us. And in return, we need to show respect. Cops should not have to take abuse from the general public because of a few. Now, for the cops that want to, get together before your shifts and have a short prayer meeting. This offers hope and camaraderie with your coworkers. That can also give relief and peace. Just try it. Yes. It takes humility for this, but we all need to humble ourselves before the Lord God. Well done, Rosemary. Yes, beautiful. 
it is true too what you say uh even the people that trash the police or for your poem as you call them the cops uh maxine waters trashing the police defund the police you know calling them all kinds of names undermining their efforts then when she's flying into chicago she's making her secret squirrel phone calls to make sure that a police protection detail is available just for her these are unspeakable unconscionable horrifically bad people that come after good people so i appreciate the poem and i thank you 609-407-1450 open phone line at 23 minutes past the hour on the Hurley in the Morning program. Welcome. You're on the air. Good morning, Hair. Good morning. Bill Southard. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, I just wanted to, uh, it's just kind of my comments kind of in keeping with, with a young lady that just was speaking. <clears throat> and one thing is, you know, we have these great words that we use, and we, words are powerful things, right? Yeah. I mean, they're really, very powerful. Yes. They can destroy, it says, in the scriptures, you can destroy worlds with them, or you can build a world with it if you also. I think that we, we have to begin to acknowledge something that we're in a fight. It's, 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 it's just it's our God and the people of our God that are against the other gods of this world. And there are other gods here. There are people that worship other gods, other ideologies, and what they do is they are destructive, and they're, they're looking to maim humanity, and to kill us, those who try to live virtuously. So I don't think we're taking a strong enough stand against these guys. I mean, our governor is lame, he's angry, he's vicious, he's taking control of, the, of our lives in ways that don't make any sense. Even look at the city. You look at the mayor, he's the guy from the Lake City. I remember him as a little kid in my youth group, and it was Reverend Frank at the mission. I mean, years ago. <laughs> but, but look at this. The, the governor that runs the city, they're the ones that have trashed the place. They've put nothing in it. They control the dollars, and all they do is take them out. I think we have to begin to deal with that evil. And we need to do it. And yours is a place where you stand and sit every day, is a place of, of truth is that you should be speaking the truth in his direction so that we can change his heart and his mind. And you may come to know that baby Christ that you said was saved from the destruction of the, yeah. the, that, that earthquake. <laughs> he can enter into his heart and he can become the man who understands that the people that he serves, he should be blessing their lives not bringing curses to him, to their lives. That's all I want to say. Thank you, Bill. But you have you, yeah. you have such a great go ahead. You have, you have, you have such a great format. Go get them. I try. Bring truth to them. Yeah, I, I do. I bring do. I, I thank you. Yes, and I even bring it down to where it's actually happening. You got to blame the governors at the top, so he can't pretend you know that he's not in the food chain. But he did give Atlantic City. I call it in the portfolio of the lieutenant governor, and it is the lieutenant governor that is in cahoots with Marty Small. There is not a governor that I can remember uh, in history that would allow Marty Small to get away with what he's been doing. It, it, it is just terrible. The job that he is doing, I mean, it, it should be, it, it, it's not literally, but it should be criminal what he's doing. 
this employment agency that he has set up, you know, everything. Somebody I had lunch with a, a very good friend the other day, very smart, smart person. And he said that everything that Marty Small does is about getting reelected, which is true. It's not about running the city correctly. Don Guardian ran the city correctly. If he didn't have the falling out with Callaway, he would have won re-election. That's the only reason that Marty got in there. Uh, also, Marty is not capable of winning off the line. And Mike Suleiman gave him the line, even though he didn't earn it. I really think that has to change. I don't think that a county chairman should have complete control of the line. It's, it's a shame because most chairmen you can trust and you can have that kind of uh, power structure. Don Purdy's not the kind of guy that would abuse something like that. But the Atlantic City Democratic Committee, they voted expressly to not have Marty Small be the, um, the Democrat, the regular Democrat on the ballot. And Mike Suleiman superseded that. And that's not good. That's not a good thing to do. What do you have? I mean, that, that, that's the kind of thing that ultimately gets you thrown out. But nobody wants that job. That job sucks. But it's just a shame. Because you should listen. I mean, why have clubs if you're not going to listen to them? Could you imagine if the Egg Harbor Township uh, regular Republicans, I think they might even be called United Republicans, if because remember they they were upstarts a number of years ago they took out the regular republicans but the chairman had to ultimately honor that that's the will of the people that's the will of the organization why have an, an atlantic city democratic committee if their vote doesn't count so it is a shame sheila oliver is not a very good lieutenant governor sorry to say because uh, I wish her to succeed because, you know, we want to succeed. You got to root. I don't root against. I'm rooting for. But the things that they have allowed at the school, at the city purpose tax level and at the school purpose tax level, no administration has ever tolerated before uh, or condoned. I mean, for example, the immediate past superintendent, uh, Barry Caldwell, doesn't get the votes needed to get hired to his $600 a day position as acting director of operations i don't i don't even think you need that position what the hell is that what's that for you talk about you know there's not money to do this and there's not money to do that potholes the size of you know craters on the moon and but the 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 last two superintendents well not the last two before laquetta small because mark harris was quite a few years ago but two prior superintendents both have jobs and the board voted against Caldwell and the the, the uh, state's uh, overseer hours later countermands that and in writing. And I, I and they were more concerned. I had the 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 memo than they were about what they were doing. But hours later, the next morning, the the state's uh, oversight person. I forget her name at the moment, but it's in the uh, article if you go to the website or on the app. It says to the board, hey, you know, screw you. Uh, you voted not to do this, but I vote we need it. And actually, the, the justification in the first sentence was to save money. I'm thinking, OK, 600 hours a day to save money. That's the twisted world we're living in right now. 
But the good news is, in a couple of years, Jack Cittarelli, uh, he won't put up with any of this crap. Hey, Marty, enjoy whatever time there is left of this insanity, because it's going to be very different, very different in a couple of years. I don't speak for Cittarelli, but I've known him for a long time. He wouldn't be putting up with any of this crap. Dredgies would have stayed open. Uh, This stuff wouldn't be happening. The small family and friends employment agency would not be in operation. It's going to be very, very different So get all your raises, hire all your your friends, your family, the ex-wives club, hire them all. Because uh, as Ron DeSantis said, a new sheriff is coming to town soon and it's going to be a lot different. This is the Town Square, New Jersey Info and Weather Network. 31 minutes past the hour. Harry Hurley with three stories that you can follow on our WPG Talk Radio 95.5 app. I had so much fun. My daughter Kristen actually reacquainted me with this story. I thank her for it. Princess Diana wore a Philadelphia Eagles jacket quite regularly. We have the story. Atlantic City firefighters are considering a vote of no confidence. That would be Scott Evans, and certainly it should be Marty Small. Uh, He's the clown that's, you know, driving the clown car and homeless structures removed. From the Townsport, New Jersey Info and Weather Network, I'm Chief Meteorologist Dan Zarrow. Chilly 20s inland, 30s near the coast with some fog this morning. Clouds will thicken up quite a bit early on today, so not as bright as yesterday. The chance of a rain shower is pretty minimal here in South Jersey. High temperature 58, so we're still very much on the mild side. Tonight, not that cold. Low of 50 with a continuing chance of a shower. And tomorrow, partly sunny, windy and dry. High around 57. Get weather 24-7 wherever you are. Download our free mobile app today. Hi, this is Joe. Early in the morning, WPG Talk Radio 95.5 FM and 1450 AM. Hi, it's Mark Levin. Join me this evening at 6. Now back to Hurley in the morning on WPG Talk Radio 95.5 FM, 1450 AM. South Jersey's talk station. Thank you to the great one at 37 minutes past the hour. John Zarek will be joining us in exactly 30 minutes uh, with um, what I think will be a very eventful episode of his program. Uh, I am calling this morning, and I've called for it for quite a while now, for true reform. See, it's not going to happen with Biden as president or Democrats in control of the Senate, but we've got to reform Section 230. Uh, This carve-out that the social media oligarchs have, they have abused it. Uh, It's got to go. This whole game has to be changed. We can't then have Twitter executives and former executives testifying that they didn't consider the impact of free speech and everything when they were censoring and deplatforming and doing all the stuff that they did when we know I don't know how they say these things. I mean, they're under oath and they talk this smack that obviously is incorrect. And I'll tell you, I'm a huge fan. I'm not only a huge fan of Jim Jordan, which I've mentioned many times, Uh, just just love the guy. But I love the idea of this House Select Subcommittee on Weaponization because before they even use that term, I used it. I keep talking about how these names for these different bills and these different committees, it really matters. We've got to get into the mindset of those who don't pay as much attention as we do that the weaponization 
of our judiciary, of our law enforcement, of the IRS, of every single part of government that they can possibly weaponize. They are doing it and they are coming after their perceived enemies. And this this has to be called out as criminal gangster conduct because it is. How about James Carville? If he was relevant, he'd be in trouble today. But he I'll tell you what. No offense, because, you know, I don't play games with anything like age or anything like that. But this guy looks like he looks like a crypt keeper. This, this uh, it is unbelievable. So he's not even relevant. Uh, but he called the GOP that came out about Biden talking about uh, the Republicans want to cut Social Security, and Medicare. He called them white trash. So what? You can't call out a liar. You're white trash. I'm going to call that a racist comment. White trash because we have a congenital liar, an incoherent mental acuity challenge president who's a liar on a daily basis. He's allowed to lie. But if you tell the truth that he's a liar, you're white trash. What's that make the uh, the liar? What's the insult for that person? Welcome to the Hurley in the Morning program, and please turn your radio down. 609-407-1450, an open phone line. Caller, are you there? Welcome to the Hurley in the Morning program. All right, you got to go. Whoever this is, uh, you know, you did it yesterday, too. When we tell you you're next, you know you're next, turn your radio down. I mean, what are you doing? Uh, Just, it's madness. Nobody wants to hear that. I want to hear me twice, but nobody else wants to hear me twice like that. I love it. It's good for me. It's good for my ears. Sounds wonderful in my headset. Congressman Biggs, who we have interviewed many times, thanks to the fact that Fox News Radio, in their infinite wisdom, uh, puts me on their air uh, probably an average of about three, three or so times a month. In fact, we've got three dates that we'll tell you about. Well, I might as well tell you about them now. They're they're pretty close. Let me get out my book. La, la, la. Monday, February 20th. It's President's Day. Yours truly. I'll be here and there filling in for Guy Benson. And Tuesday, February 21st, 3 p.m. to 6 p.m. filling in for Guy Benson. And, of course, we'll be here first on the Hurley in the Morning program. If you want to join us in open forum, 609-407-1450. Phone lines are open Congressman Andy Biggs said Biden is a, quote, big, fat liar, end quote. And I'm telling you, I'm not about name calling necessarily, but effective name calling. Trump does it and he's used that to eliminate one one opponent after another. We'll see if that works a second time or if he has to modify the approach, but Congressman Biggs, really good guy, by the way, said, quote, what a big fat liar, end quote. I can't think of a single Republican who said, let's go after Social Security and Medicare. We have to, I'm telling you, the other side with their megaphone and the Democrat media, if you don't successfully push back on this, they're going to get away with this, making you the party of 
wanting to end or cut Social Security and Medicare. Quote, maybe you need to say if you're going to get social welfare and you're capable of working, there should be a work requirement. Well, I believe in that. Bill Clinton believed in that. It was called workfare. If you're healthy and able-bodied and you're receiving benefits, you had to work. That's how this country has always been. The Democrats of today, though, that have the power. You know, it's, it's really interesting because when I'm out and about, there are Democrats that come up to me. Harry, I really appreciate the fact that you don't put us all in that wacky, woke camp. They'll say, I'm a Democrat, I'm a social Democrat. But he's, this person said to me as recently as two days ago, but the older I get, this was a gentleman, and I was in, uh, I'll be honest with you, I was in Walgreens. Uh, and this person came up to me and recognized me and said a nice compliment about the program and loves, you know, me and you, all of our callers, and, you know, knew some callers by name. Very, very pleasant conversation. And the person went on to say, I appreciate that you don't put all Democrats in the same basket. I said, well, I'll never do that. I'll never do that because it isn't all. I I, I do say, though, that it's a shame that the good Democrats vote for this because you're voting for these bad people that you know you don't agree with, but for whatever reason, cognitive dissonance or just pure party affiliation loyalty uh, where you can't vote for the other side, you know, you make it possible for these you know major things that you don't agree with to go on. And you, you can't, you, you know, you can't have it both ways. So I always acknowledge that there are good Democrats. I know a lot of them. But the problem is the tail is wagging the dog. They're, they're, I'm telling you there's not 20% of Democrats, maybe on a good day, 25% of Democrats who believe in this woke socialist Biden agenda, which he doesn't even agree with himself, but he's not present, so he doesn't know. He'd be disagreeing with himself if he knew what he was saying and doing. You got to understand there are other people and they're very radical. And in many cases, they hate America and work against America. It's hard to believe, but it's true. And they have a lot of power and they're not afraid to wield it. So they they fill the teleprompter with the words and he regurgitates them. They put the cue cards with Joe Biden, President Joe Biden, cue cards all typed up. Sit down, stand up, walk out, go to your right. Kamala Harris is smart. I mean, you just can't even believe this stuff. Literally everything I just said has been on the Biden cue cards. It's scary. And and, and obviously it's a lot worse now it, because understand – when you're in that type of spiral, it does not get better. You may have, it's like the movie The Notebook, and James Garner spends the entire movie getting, um, oh, geez, what's her name? I always forget, and I'm doing it again. Getting her to, um, is it Roland, Gina Roland or something like that? Uh, getting her to remember him. And then they have just this beautiful couple of minutes, and then, you got to do it all over again. It's uh, Drew Barrymore uh, when every day she wakes up and forgets everything. And Adam Sandler has a videotape 
a plate. Watch this before you come up. And then has to learn everything all over again. I mean, he doesn't know. And we, we are I, I'm I'm promising you someday someone other than me will tell this truth. It will be an insider that wants to make a couple of million. This truth is going to come out. I promise you. I just don't know when. And it has to. And I, I'm telling you, we as a country, we can never let this happen again. This is so bad. I mean, you look, look at what has gone on. Afghanistan, Russia, Ukraine, China spy balloons. And they just lie about everything. We can never allow this to happen again. You hear about these different things, presidents in the past that had strokes and the first ladies actually were the president and some things like that. Nothing, nothing like this. A pandemic scam, a vote by mail election scam. Never been anything like this where we're actually getting the exact opposite results that I believe the American people want. You, you look at these numbers. 60% of Democrats don't want Joe Biden to run again. The number's huge when you count the entire country. We can never let this happen again. More of your phone calls coming up next. Life is hectic here in South Jersey, but one thing you don't have to worry about is missing the information you need while you're running around doing a zillion things. That's why WPG Talk Radio 95.5 brings you everything you need to know in six minutes at the top of every hour. National headlines from Fox News Radio, South Jersey News, and your local AccuWeather forecast all in six minutes. WPG Talk Radio 95.5. WPG Talk Radio 95.5, South Jersey's number one talk station. I like it when he says that. You did that. 609-407-1450, an open phone line. Welcome to Hurley in the Morning. You're on the air. Good morning, Harry. Good morning. Uh, i joining in a little later this morning. Don't know if you talked about it yet, but I caught the interview with Biden on one of the major networks yesterday morning or yesterday afternoon. Yeah, he did an interview with PBS, a, a soft soap interview with that old CNN uh, news person that's now at PBS, um, Judy Woodruff. Go ahead. Right, right. And then they were talking about the spy thing, the balloon, and he said, this last guy didn't even know about him. That's real scary. How come he didn't know about him if they were true and there? Well, I think they're lying about all that. All of a sudden, DNI Radcliffe doesn't know. John Bolton doesn't know. President Trump doesn't know. No one knows. But all of a sudden, Joe Biden, who didn't tell us about one four months ago uh, and didn't tell us about this one until a civilian caught it on Tuesday or Wednesday of last week, uh, and now he's well, it's it's like I didn't talk about that in particular. I think I might have made a brief mention of the soft interview that he was given on the topic where he makes it look like he did everything perfect. I mean, this guy, he thinks the economy is great. He thinks there's no inflation. He thinks he inherited a terrible economy. 
Meanwhile, the inflation rate was 1.4 percent when he became president. He's destroyed the country in so many ways, but he's living in a fantasy. Right. I I think they got to find the people who are supposed to identify that stuff. And why, if it's true, why didn't our president know? Well, why, why doesn't our president fire all the people that waited until Saturday afternoon? He said he said on Wednesday he told them to shoot it out of the sky. Why didn't they shoot it down before it even got to Alaska? That should have been over the water before it reached Alaska, let alone its magical mystery tour through the entire continental United States. He's a liar about everything. Got to go. Eric, you're on deck. Don't go away. Caller, you're on the air. Go. Hello? Got to go. Eric, you're on. Go. Hey, how are you doing, buddy? I'm doing great. Listen, um... I'm sure you are because you, I owe you six pizzas. Listen, uh, and don't think I'm supplying your pizza party this weekend. <laughs> the, the funny thing is I am ordering five pizzas uh, probably from Capri this Sunday. It's kind of hilarious, though, what you just said. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, when you mentioned it last week, I was thinking, I hope he doesn't think I'm supplying his pizzas for the party. Hey, listen. <laughs> in, in, indirectly, you are. <laughs> I, I, I love you, man. Hey, listen. How can they? I'm not a George Santos fan, but how can they criticize George Santos after that State of the Union address? I know. They're, because they are unconscious. They are, if, they were, if there was a Democrat with the exact same goofiness of George Santos, they would be defending the person. Hey, the people decided. They knew it during the campaign. They'll decide this in two years. You know what would be going on. They are just so dishonest about everything. Uh, it's unbelievable. It really is, Harry. Well, listen, I just so you know, I was dreaming last night about how I'm going to bet the F- Super Bowl this weekend. I was picturing myself going in and making my bets. I'm going with the birds. Well, in our, um, what will either be my seventh pizza or you knocking it down from six to five, you have the Eagles plus one and a half. Yeah, I do. I'll be rooting with you. In fact, I stand corrected. You have the Eagles minus one and a half. That. That's correct. Yes, yeah. yes, and we hope, but we hope the birds succeed. Yes, me so, too. You know, all right. You take care. You enjoy the enjoy the Super Bowl, brother. Now, remember, oh, if if the Eagles win by one, you owe me seven pizzas, and I still get the Super Bowl trophy. So this is, this, this could be amazing. If you, if, you, if you win by half a point, I'll be I'll be like, oh my god, oh it could happen. You, oh, you take care. See, See you, my friend. Take care. All right, we have to run uh, when we come back. John Zarek, in what I promise will be a very special episode of Smart Law with John Zarek, in the 9 o'clock hour, undecided at this point. Because I'm not, the program goes on, and we have a great program that Chris has put together for tomorrow. Early in the morning, we'll be on the job, but I will not be live because I am on special assignment that I'm going to tell you about either Saturday night or Sunday morning. And I can't wait to fill you in. Uh, And I will be back. My goal is to be back. Uh, There's some travel involved. But my goal is to be back by 3 o'clock at the Ponderosa uh, for Super Bowl 57. And I think we have the ability to to lock that in and, and make that happen because I have the same people 
that have been there for each of the first two playoff games that will be sitting in the same chairs and we're ordering five pizzas uh, for the occasion. Super Bowl 57. Oh, I just want the Eagles to win this so much. I really do. I like the coach. Sirianni is great. The team is so talented. They're so united. There's no toxic cancer on the team, uh, locker room toxic problems, anything like that. Uh, just everything's lining up, which which worries me if you know what I'm saying. Uh, but I can't wait. And uh, I can't wait to fill you in on my excellent weekend. Uh, John Zarek is next. WBG Atlantic City, WENJHD3 Millville, a town square media station. Everything you need to know in six minutes starts now. From Harry Hurley Way in the world's playground to the broadcast pioneers of Philadelphia Hall of Fame. I want to congratulate my friend, Harry Hurley. You're about to find out why Harry Hurley has been named to the Talkers Magazine list of the 100 most important talk show hosts in the nation. Live from the studios of Town Square Media in Northfield, it's Hurley in the Morning on WPG Talk Radio 95.5. It is seven minutes past the hour. Welcome back. It's Hurley in the Morning. It's my pleasure to welcome John Zarek, who is the official and exclusive lead counsel for the Hurley in the Morning program for criminal defense legal matters. The law offices of John Zarek present Smart Law with John Zarek every Thursday morning in the 8 o'clock hour, which is now. The law offices of John Zarek focuses their efforts on criminal defense law. The goal is to provide you and yours with the very best legal defense. The number to call, the phone number to call, 609-641-2266, 609-641-2266, on the web at johnzarek.com. Counselor, welcome to your program. Yeah, great to be here, Harry. Wow, you sound like you're in the studio. Great to be <laughs> yeah. Are you, are you Actually, in studio? I, uh, I am not. I'm not. I uh, I am actually in uh, Krakow, Poland, uh, properly pronou- pronounced Krakow, <laughs> Poland. And, um, you know, we're here on humanitarian, for humanitarian purposes. Um, this is kind of, uh, I guess, a staging area for us to uh, head probably tomorrow morning to uh, Kharkiv or Kharkiv, as Americans would say, in uh, eastern Ukraine. So we're going to... John, you have to let me comment. You are basically 5,000 miles away, and your connection is better than people that I talk to that are calling in from a half mile from our studio. Your connection is... Crystal clear, brilliant, perfect. Yeah. Yeah, well, yeah, we've been practicing a little bit to, to make sure things go well So when I get on today. So uh, they apparently are going well. Yes. And I'm, I'm glad everyone can hear. But, uh, you know, as I said, we're in Krakow, Poland, uh, commonly, you know, in, in Polish pronounced Krakow. Uh, we don't have perfect uh, noise-free but uh, we're doing the best. We're doing the best we can here. Um, we are heading to uh, Eastern Ukraine. Slight interruption there. It's okay, John. Uh, we're heading no to Eastern Ukraine, and we're 
when we get to eastern Ukraine, we'll go to Kharkiv first, also known as Kharkiv, uh, which is about 10 miles from Russia, but, uh, you know, very securely in the hands of the uh, Ukrainian army. So no, no real danger there. And then uh, we'll go to uh, uh, Poltava, um, Bakhmut, uh, but not in the middle of Bakhmut. And uh, we'll go to uh, Zaporizhia and uh, Kherson and Mariupol, probably. So each of those trips will be a. Uh, sorry again for the background noise. John, it's okay. No apologies. Uh, yeah. Each of those trips will be, uh, you know, humanitarian. So we'll deliver medical and uh, food aid. And whatever else anyone needs in the way, you know, we have thanks to good people like you who have uh, donated thousands of dollars. In fact, uh, the Absecan St. Elizabeth Ann Seton Knights Columbus just notified me that they sent to our account, uh, which is Ukraine Humanitarian Inc., they sent to our account a... Uh, $500 check. Nice. So so people are stepping up. Also the Unigo Club of uh, Unico Club of Atlantic County. Yep. Uh, donated $500 to us. That's an Italian uh, social and scholarship raising fundraising club. They they have been a five-figure uh, recipient from the Hurley in the Morning charity. They do great work. John, this is from a very dear friend of mine, Dan Dan the Spackle Man. But there's a lot more than Spackle in his toolbox. Inside joke. Um, He wrote me, what an amazing man, meaning you, John. We're praying for you and your mission. Say hello to Dan, John. Thank you. Isn't that nice? Oh, thanks, Dan. Thank you very much, and thanks for your support. Really, really appreciate it. So explain, John, because I think it's well worth it uh, when folks contribute to the Zarek Brothers Ukraine uh, Relief Inc. Fund, the not-for-profit uh, foundation that you formed. What what is done with the proceeds? Well, the money, uh, you know, anybody could send a check or drop off a check or cash to um, my office, my law office in Northfield. Uh and uh, the the name is Ukraine Humanitarian Inc. And if you can't remember that, don't have a pen to write down, just call my office and Sabrina or um, Dana or anyone will tell you what to do and how to do it. And that money goes into the account. And when it goes into the account, um, it then can be uh, wired or PayPal'd uh, to us or to people we support here in um, Poland now or in or in Ukraine um, after tomorrow, and uh, then we we buy supplies and uh, you know medical um, uh, combat uh, support like uh, uh, tourniquets. Um, medicines that uh, people need, um, food, um, shelter, sealing, 
you know, people are everyone, people are widespread loss of fingers and toes, amputations from frostbite here, like uh, very, very, very bad. So worse than you could really imagine, because it never gets. Uh, it's probably 18 degrees right now. Wow. And it never gets much warmer, so it stays below freezing the whole time. And uh, imagine living in an apartment or a house that's already broken apart by bombing or just plain wanton destruction by the Russian army and needing, um, you know, trying to get warm and there's no way to get warm. And uh, so people need uh, food, medicine, and, and also need evacuation. So typically we'll go in, um, deliver the stuff and uh, that people need, and then we have room until we get the next load, and then we'll take people out who, you know, evacuate them who are, um, you know, in, in desperate need of, of, say, medical care. John, let me get the first break in. And I know that you never make anything about you, but if you don't mind, when we come back, I do want to ask you, what is it like to be so close to the war's edge and the feeling about being there? John Zarek from about 5,000 miles away because Town Square Media is the finest broadcasting company in the history of New Jersey. It sounds like John is in the studio. I kid you not. We'll be back. If he didn't say where he was, you wouldn't believe it. You wouldn't know. WPG Talk Radio 95.5. Hi, it's Markley and Van Camp. Join us later today at 1. Now back to Hurley in the Morning on WPG Talk Radio 95.5 FM and 1450 AM, South Jersey's talk station. I thank you, ladies and gentlemen. The president of Town Square Media, Michael Rubel, sends his regards. We just spent the commercial break together. Uh, I'm in my official Eagles jersey, so we took a, a nice little selfie together. Uh, you'll see that uh, at some point. John Zarek is joining us, oh, from about 5,000 miles away. If he was in Kiev, I think it would be 4,754 miles He's in what we mere mortals, are, are us Westerners, us Flatlanders would call the Krakow, Poland area. I'll see. Let me see something. Siri, how many miles am I from Krakow, Poland? I'm not sure how far away Krakow is by car, but it's about 4,381 miles as the crow flies. All right. So as the crow flies. So, yeah, we wouldn't take a car ride. Um, John Zarek is joining us. And I, I said right before the break, if you're just joining John's program, Smart Law with John Zarek, that John never makes anything ever about himself, even if he's doing something himself. But I got I got to ask the question. I mean, this interview is 31 years in the making. I've got to ask the question. Uh, what does it feel like, John, to be so close to where an actual war is going on? Well, it's it's. Extremely interesting to be in Krakow, you know, or Krakow, as pronunciation should be. Um, what happens is uh, this is sort of like Casablanca was in World War II. You know, everything is going on here. There are people that are coming um, from all over. Uh, there are lots of there are lots of uh, goods. Uh, and uh, even weapons, uh, uh, some completely legal, I suppose, some not so legal, uh, heading to Ukraine. I mean, people are going to get um, 
goods and weapons and things the Army needs um, today, uh, they're going to they're going to find a way to get it. So you have uh, lots of demonstrators, uh, lots of demonstrations, rallies, people from uh, Ukraine, Belarus, Poland, number of other countries, uh, Great Britain, Germany, France. You know, there there's a constant buzz of activity going on here uh, in support of. Ukraine. So um, there's always there's always something happening. You know, you have the uh, you know people who are trying to help Ukraine. You have the KGB watching them. You have the uh, you have um, Ukrainian and other services watching the KGB. You've got, it's a different name now, but uh, it is the KGB uh, watching the KGB. Then you have you know other people watching them so uh have you heard anything resembling an explosion or anything like that no good not no we're we're in krakow we're not close to uh, there there's no attack on krakow right right now i'm sure there won't be for um, a good while the people the polish people don't have to worry the people that have to worry are the Russians who are in Ukraine, it's... Uh... And by, by the way, John, I'm not saying during your time there or anything soon, but uh, one of Putin's top deputies actually threatened Poland last week. Yeah, that's that's uh, run-of-the-mill uh, nonsense that, uh, you know, the, the they don't have anything else. You know, they're really losing the war badly. They might uh, eke out that there were a couple places where they allegedly made some progress and they, they were Solidar and Bakhmut. Uh, maybe the Ukrainians gave up a little ground, but the Russians, um, it's a ten, not even, it's more than a 10 to 1 kill ratio. I mean, the Russians are doing that by sending masses of troops, these people that they got out of the prisons who are untrained. And they send them in masses against the Ukrainians. Um, there was one small unit. Uh, I'm talking about a couple people killed 200 Russians on the battlefield because they were very well placed. They were able to uh, work smart. Uh, the Russians just don't do it. So they're, they don't really have anything to do except thre- threaten nuclear we- weapons or threaten escalation of the war. And really what's happening now, there's a meeting of the European Union. Uh, President Zelensky is there, and he addressed the the European Union quite successfully. And every single country said, we are in for the duration. We are in to help you be victorious. You know, they're no no longer hemming and hawing about um, what the purpose is. The purpose is to defeat Russia and Ukraine and to clear the Russians from Ukrainian territory. So um, we happen, you know, we happen to be with a group of people right now who um, are very active in that um, that movement and uh, very good people and very dedicated to the cause. So, you know, the Russians are in a very bad way. There's not uh, there's not anything to worry about in Poland. There's and, I, I think aside from missiles, 
which the Russians love. They think they're they think that when they shoot a bunch of missiles, they're doing something. And of course, they do um, knock out some infrastructure. They do kill some civilians, but in general, they're not impacting the war. They're just causing misery, and they're motivating all the people, really all of Europe and worldwide, to help Ukraine, which is the the purest cause you can find right now in the world. There's no clearer line between good and evil than uh, between the Russians and the Ukrainians. So. The Ukrainians are definitely the good guys. They're definitely fighting the righteous fight. And the Russians are really doing wrong and dismantling their whole society, ruining themselves. Hey, John, in terms of like right here, right now, obviously it's winter and it's in the teens and uh, their their structures have been bombed to the Stone Ages. What kind of winter are the Ukrainian people having? I mean, it's got to be tough, isn't it? Yeah, really rough winter. Not that any of them are uh, backing off or weakening in the fight, but they're they are suffering horribly. I mean, that's that's really why we're traveling that eastern battleground corridor to. Um, you know, we're, we're not going to be in the middle of shelling, but back from where the the you know the actual fighting is going on, fairly close. There are lots of people suffering horribly. The closer you get to the fighting, the more people suffer from cold and um, um, malnutrition and any and and lack of medicine. I mean, you know, simple thing like if someone needs insulin, well, that's very hard. To, any of those medicines are very hard to get. You know, uh, antibiotics are hard to get. So there, yeah, there is. There is suffering, but it doesn't impact the will of the Ukrainian people. And uh, again, we're in Krakow here. We're, you know, in communication and actually physically with uh, a number of people that are actively supporting the Ukrainians and um, and some Ukrainians in that group. And they are the absolute best people in the world. They're totally committed. 100 percent and uh I, I wouldn't want to be russian i wouldn't want to be putin um opposing these people and it's not just ukrainians that are opposing him but it's you know obviously americans uh brits french um uh germans english you know the words hey john uh, after the break touch on this how close do you think Ukraine is to finally having air power because I I believe this if they gain air power it's over they can't they can't be stopped it's the only thing that Russia has really had any of the close battle uh anything on the land Ukraine has dominated the, the, the game Russia has been able to just indiscriminately bomb uh baby hospitals and you know, horrible, um, inhumane decisions, bombing uh, domestic targets and all kinds of things. Uh, I want to say if, but I really think it's when. When Ukraine gains air power, is that, I mean, it sounds like so obvious, but I I don't know. Uh, I'll ask you because I think you will know. Is that game-changing at a level 
that could lead to checkmate. With John Zarek, who is about 5,000 miles away in Poland, uh, adjoining uh, country to, um, to Ukraine, where, where it's all happening right now, we continue with John Zarek, live from Krakow, Poland, on the Hurley in the Morning program, back in a little bit. This is the Town Square, New Jersey Info and Weather Network. Just talking also with Brian Kilmeade. He's on his way to the Super Bowl. He sends his regards uh, to our audience. He's always very kind about that. Three stories that you can follow on the app. Princess Diana wore a Philadelphia Eagles jacket quite regularly. Became a fashion statement. Uh, We tell the story. Check it out. Atlantic City firefighters are considering a vote of no confidence, and they certainly should. I say, what have you been waiting for, to quote Mick in Rocky? And the homeless structures are being removed from under the boardwalk in Atlantic City. It started yesterday at resorts. Calm. From the Townsport, New Jersey Info and Weather Network, I'm Chief Meteorologist Dan Zarrow. Skies across South Jersey will look pretty blah today. But just like yesterday, temperatures will soar well above normal. I can't rule out a rain shower at some point. High this afternoon, 58 degrees. We only fall to 50 tonight, still a shower chance alive. And then a windy day tomorrow, partly sunny and dry. High of 57, temperatures may start to slide backward in the afternoon tomorrow. Get weather 24-7 wherever you are. Download our free mobile app today. Hi, this is Joe Tom. Early in the morning, WPG Talk Radio 95.5 and on the WPG Talk Radio app. It's early in the morning, anytime, anywhere, on the WPG Talk Radio app. Harry Hurley on WPG Talk Radio 95.5. On the road on a humanitarian aid relief mission is John Zarek with his brother Mark and with uh, other friends of his right now, literally, as John does the program. And my Hurley in the Morning snitches in Krakow, Poland, uh, tell me that since it's... uh, about 2.37, almost 2.38 p.m. in Krakow, Poland. John, that seems like a pretty good time to maybe uh, devour a little bit of borscht uh, in between uh, yeah. some of your duties. That's right. In fact, on the break just now, we I was sitting uh, wolfing down some Ukrainian borscht with uh, a bunch of my Ukrainian friends here who are also working for the cause. So Are you washing that down with a little native brew? <laughs> no. Okay. <laughs> just uh just 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 water, you know. Good. That's what I like. Just plain old water. Yeah. Yep. Um Yeah, so you were talking about air power, yes. Harry, and uh the impact the you know, whether that will make a ba- major where that will be a major change in air in in the war. Actually, it's, it, this is one thing that's not very well known. The Russians do not have air superiority in, um, in Ukraine. They, they have rockets. They can fly rockets. They can fly drones. Uh, you know what, John? I forgot about that, and I should have known because I did know in my Wayback Machine, Ukraine was shooting uh, anything Russia tried to fly. Ukraine was shooting them out of the sky, weren't they? Yeah, they. I mean, they they decimated the the Russian air force, and uh, Russians don't fly uh, at will in Ukraine uh, unless they want to be shot down. So, no, they have a really bad uh, bad way. All they all they really have going at this point, uh, besides the waves of 
prisoners that they turn into soldiers who then subsequently get slaughtered on the on the battleground all they have all they have going are the uh rockets and drones and that's not forever yeah so uh it's a it's a very very uh good fight they're doing a, a great job um the russians are the ones with the problem not the not the ukrainians and then this is then this is ongoing too like we we know what's coming on the 24th uh there will be the anniversary of the invasion uh and they uh you know the russians they like anniversaries like may day and things like that they're big on they're big on uh demonstrations and and anniversaries things like that so everyone knows what's coming um they're kind of saving up their rockets and missiles, and they're going to shoot a bunch of rockets and missiles in the air on February 24th. They're going to call it an offensive, but you know they get excited about that sort of thing. They they, they shoot a bunch of rockets, and they don't do, you know, they make civilians uh, miserable, but they don't impact the war um, in any significant degree. They don't impact the war at all. So they make uh, the civilians miserable, but uh, they're still losing the war, and the Ukrainians are still pouring it on. So that's what's going on. And, and you know, based on what I see in Krakow, Poland here, there are lots and lots of people who are supporting the Ukrainians um, from all over Europe, all over Eastern Europe especially, and uh, – and the rest of Europe and the world. So lots of Americans here and lots of, lots of goods, uh, lots of good things, uh, weapon and otherwise, that are moving constantly uh, toward Ukraine to be used against the Russians. So if, you go, if you're in the airport, uh, and I was, uh, you see, you know, maybe two or three people with maybe 50 large bags and i mean big as big a duffel bag as you ever saw maybe 50 double duffel bags of um of things that are good for the war that they're taking over they negotiate with the airlines and 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 the stuff gets to poland and then gets to ukraine and then gets to the front so that's going on constantly that's constantly that's 24 hours a day Mm. john hold on for the break final break and then we'll be uninterrupted the rest of the way, we'll have, uh, let's see, by the time we come back, we'll have about 11 minutes uninterrupted with John Zarek. Smart Law with John Zarek continues. John is live from Krakow, Poland, and he's with his brother and with um, friends that he has gotten to know over the past year. And his organization, uh, the Humanitarian Relief, Inc., uh, is um, Ukraine Humanitarian, Inc., uh, is on the ground uh, making a difference. So everyone that has been contributing, you, you have a really uh, up-close idea of what your contribution means and, and how it's being used in a very uh, important way, a very profound way. Back with John in just a few. Hang in there. If you love South Jersey's talk station, then the WPG Talk Radio app is a must-have on your phone. 
Listen to all your favorite talk shows around the clock and instantly call them with just the tap of your finger. Download the Hurley in the Morning podcast. Send us your pictures and videos of breaking news and more. It's the WPG Talk Radio app, a free download from South Jersey's talk station. WPG Talk Radio 95.5. Sean Hannity, this afternoon at 3. Now, Hurley in the Morning on WPG Talk Radio 95.5. Thank you. As promised, 11 minutes before the top of the hour, uninterrupted with John Zarek live from Krakow, Poland. I'll tell you what's so amazing. It's kind of like pinch me, John. I'm talking to my brother, Zarek. He's 5,000 miles away. I was talking to Brian Kilmeade real time. Uh, he's on his way to the Super Bowl. Just talking with Dom Giordano, who seconds ago was on Fox News television. The things that we can do with the technology that we have today, it was all of this was impossible not all that long ago. Anyhow, John, uh, time is yeah. yours. Back to you. Yeah, uh, Harry, we've got our own Super Bowl here. Yeah, you and do. it's uh, it's a big game. Yeah. It's a big game, and uh, the Ukrainians are doing great against the Russians. And we've got to help the Ukrainians. We've got to give them uh, weapons. We fight. They'll do the fighting. They're very brave. Uh, they're doing a great job. We just need to give the Ukrainians weapons so that they can fight uh, against uh, the evil empire. You know that they can fight against Russia, Putin. Uh, this is the ba- this is a battle for Europe. This is World War Three right now. People are worried about starting World War III. It's already started. They will, if they take Ukraine, there's, you can't find one person in Poland or anywhere else in Europe who believes anything other than that the Russians will keep going and attack Poland next. Just with the head of steam of taking Ukraine, they would feel invincible uh, against all evidence. But they would feel invincible. They would attack Poland, no question about it. And they would they would hope for the best, which yeah. is what they did here. And they've they said it, for yeah. The best, and they got the very worst. And they've said as much. I mean, incredible hubris. Uh, what I think this has done is really exposed. Much like I've said on your show before, people thought Saddam Hussein, you know, commanded a a vaunted military, and it, it was nothing. It was a joke. Uh, there was no there there. I think people really believed that Russia had a mighty military. Don't you think people believed that, John? Sure. Uh, They thought they had a mighty military, but they didn't understand the nature of the Russian society. Putin, uh, people get places in Russia by being loyal to Putin and also helping him steal money. So in turn, they're allowed to steal money. I mean, billions. So... If that that has gone on for, let's say, 20 years, and if you're stealing for 20 years, if if your main job as the head of the military, for example, is to steal money for you and your family and your friends, you know, instead of buying the best weapons, you buy second rate weapons. And and if you um, need repairs for the weapons or parts for the weapons, Instead of that, you don't buy the parts, you just pocket the money. You're going to have a pretty lousy military, and, and a lot of other parts of your economy are going to be bad. And that's what's happening here. The Ukrainians, uh, they're good people. Uh, they work hard. Uh, they have a society that's 
oriented toward fighting the war. Russia still has a society that's oriented towards stealing money. I mean, it's what many have called a kleptocracy, right? It's a, it's a government set up to steal. And it's no surprise. Well, it is a surprise to a lot of people that the Russians were so terrible and that their military was so inept. But that's what happens when you steal for 20 years. You're going to weaken, weaken the system, and that's what we have. So they no longer have – they don't have air superiority at all. Um, they have missiles. They can shoot missiles, but um, they're losing on the ground. They might, they might be able to make a few hundred yards of progress here and there, but for that few hundred yards, they're losing tens of thousands of soldiers that are, by the way, irreplaceable. You know, True. as time goes on, fewer and fewer Russians want to fight in this war, and you're going to, and eventually you run out of prisoners to uh, yeah. uh, put uniforms on and send to the front. And by the way, what kind of army is that? I mean, I guess they're happy to be out of jail, but they can't be um, enthusiastic. I think, John, you, you could comment on this better than I, but there's just such a difference between the love and commitment of Ukrainians who love being Ukrainian than there is about Russians who many of them don't want to be Russians and don't support this. They didn't, they don't want to fight. They treat this like, like a civil war. They don't want to fight brothers and sisters and and things like that. That's another thing that Ukraine completely outmatches Russia in. And that is love of country and devotion to serving I mean, you you know, you've said it on your show many times, even people outside the ages of what Ukraine was recruiting uh, want to serve. I, I think there's something to what I just said. Please comment on that. Yeah, the people here are, the, in fact, the people I'm with physically right now, um, they are totally 100 percent committed and they are working all the time to support Ukraine and to oppose Russia. And they're doing a great job of it. I mean, morale in in Ukraine and in Poland is sky high. Everyone is enthusiastic about defeating the Russians and all of Europe. In fact, this last uh, European Union that's going on right now, European Union gathering where uh, President Zelensky uh, uh, attended, was a disaster for the Russians, a complete disaster and a complete triumph for the Ukrainians. I mean, everybody in Europe, all the heads of Europe, in the most enthusiastic terms, committed to supporting Ukrainians until victory. And they, and they're, now they're starting to say, call it victory. That's what they want. They want victory over uh, the Soviet or over Russia. And so... You know, things are are very good, but this is when we pour it on. You know, we, you know, it's it's Super Bowl time. And, you know, just because you get a couple touchdowns ahead doesn't mean you uh, put in the second string or you take it easy. That's right. And, John, isn't it also interesting that Ukraine, I I don't want to say they accepted, but maybe they had to accept Crimea was annexed and, and such. This could end, I think you're going to say it is going to end, but I'll just say it a little differently. This could end with not only Ukraine winning against Russia, 
but taking back the land that Russia took from them. In other words, Ukraine would be whole again. Russia would not only have failed, they would have lost the war and they would have lost land that they had acquired. That would be quite an embarrassing defeat for the Russians, wouldn't it? Yes, Harry, and, and that's what's coming. I mean, and and there's no two ways about it. They are going to drive Russia out of every inch of Ukrainian territory, including uh, Crimea. Absolutely. It's not it's not maybe, but that's what's going to happen. It's it's inevitable. And it's not going to ha- it's not going to take as long as people think. You know, the Russians really don't have much going for them. They've had millions and millions of uh, military age people leave. And these are their smartest people, their most mobile people, the people that are in universities and have the technical skills that they need to fight a war. They're gone. And they're and, and more are more are behind them. I mean when you go to prisons and you form battalions out of prisoners, you're in very, very, very bad shape. And in fact one one particular unit, a battalion of a thousand soldiers formed. They were. Hey, John, I hate to say this. Thirty seconds. Just letting you know. Go. Yeah. Wagner Group soldiers, thousand soldiers, or twenty left, twenty that haven't been killed, wounded, or captured in one particular unit. Hey, you do you think the real story is being told here? I, I I don't think people know all this. No, they, they, it's, it's not common knowledge because there's a competition. The Russians have one thing they're good at is, uh, being sneaky and being, uh, deceptive. Yeah. And they have a really good, uh, really good propaganda machine. So yeah, it's, it's I mean, people either think Russia's winning, slogging and winning slow, uh, but sure. And then other people think it's a stalemate. I don't think people have heard, uh, any of what you have shared. John, we're at the finish line. To be continued. Yeah. To be continued, John. Thanks, Harry. Thank you, sir. Pleasure to be here. Of course. Be safe. Be well. Talk to you soon. WPGG Atlantic City. WENJHD3 Millville. A Town Square media station. Everything you need to know in six minutes starts now. From Harry Hurley Way in the world's playground to the broadcast pioneers of Philadelphia Hall of Fame. I want to congratulate my friend, Harry Hurley. You're about to find out why Harry Hurley has been named to the Talkers Magazine list of the 100 most important talk show hosts in the nation. Live from the studios of Town Square Media in Northfield, it's Hurley in the Morning on WPG Talk Radio 95.5. And I thank you very much. And we have hit... Quarter number four. Here's what we're going to do. We're not going to buttonhole this thing uh, into a narrow focus. I'm inclined. I would love to just put an hour together with you. Only possible with your participation. You know what? Let's try it. Let's try it. And if we need to broaden it into open forum because not everybody wants to talk about the Eagles. But I I think this would be great. Uh, We're on assignment tomorrow. The show goes on. Chris Coleman has put together a great show for tomorrow. So please uh, be with us tomorrow. You're you're not going to be disappointed, I promise. Uh, But this is my last live hour before the Super Bowl, unless I pop up as, who knows, a guest or some kind of thing where I would be heard from before the Super Bowl. Now, that could happen because I have a few national appearances that I'm going to be making. I could pop up 
over the weekend uh, on the uh, on the station. Uh, but that's not that's not guaranteed. It depends what hour gets played and, you know, if we want up doing the, the national hit. But there's a few things that we're probably going to do, some phone interviews that we're probably going to do. Uh, people that have asked me to come on and talk about the Eagles and talk about what's happening in the Atlantic City area and so on. So you could you could theoretically and, of course, best of Hurley uh, in the morning during the weekend. So you'll hear from me. But this is my last live hour prior to the Super Bowl to do this. So hopefully, if I know Bob was with me in the 6 o'clock hour, if Bob Progner is out there, uh, I'd love to do a little pregame with him. Uh, anybody else that would like to call in? I just did a – let me just go to it real quick. I just did an addendum to my article on Princess Diana. Who knew – raise your hand – who knew that there was a direct Princess Diana, Philadelphia Eagles – connection who knew that who remembers it because if you read the story now the genesis of this story it's on the app it's on the website wpgtalkradio.com it's titled it's true princess diana once wore a philadelphia eagles jacket there is an incredible story behind this and she made an amazing fashion statement out of the beautiful varsity jacket. If you know that kind of thing, I'm a huge fan. I have one. Um, a sort of varsity jacket from my days at Atlantic High School. And I have a definite varsity jacket with the beautiful leather sleeves from my days as a volunteer assistant coach uh, for the Hurley in the Morning program. And actually, it was very, very nice because the community rallied and funded. Those jackets are really expensive. And the the um, state championship girls, I want to call it one-mile relay, 1,600-meter relay, uh, to be precise. The state champions got the jackets, and all the assistant coaches and the head coach, Dave Pfeiffer, got the jacket. I'm proud to say mine is still in mint condition, and it's under plastic. Uh, because obviously you can get anything, moths and things like that will go after that wool-type you know, clothing. Uh, they wouldn't really – I don't think moths go at leather, but – and these are not pleather sleeves. These are really, really nice, these jackets. But that's – the reason I bring that up is that's sort of what the Eagles' former owner, Leonard Toes. Now, there's, a, there's another guy you got to read about who's credited with this idea, but he was going to send T-shirts. It's – Leonard Toes, who said, no, 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 a jacket, who said the varsity jacket. Princess Diana loved the Eagles logo and loved loved the jacket that she made it a fashion statement. So I'm sure I don't I don't remember uh, when the Eagles were there uh, across the pond a couple of years back. I think it was 22, maybe ish. I don't remember exactly when. But not that long ago. And I can imagine, I don't know this for a fact, but I can imagine that Eagles jackets and that kind of thing uh, were were in fashion during that visit. But Princess Diana, you know, sometimes you get something, somebody gives you, you wear the shirt once or you wear the jacket once. It's just obligatory. You want to be polite. She wore it on a regular basis. And Toes was exactly right. Uh, 
if he had sent T-shirts, maybe she would have wore them downtime around the house or something. Uh, but it would not have become the fashion statement that this varsity jacket became. So check it out. There's a lot, a lot in this story. It was a lot of fun to write. The only reason I wrote the story. Now, I knew, but this was like 1995. I knew that Princess Diana wore, because I remember a People magazine cover, and it became like a fashion thing. And she was quite a fashion icon. So I remembered that she wore the Eagles jacket. But I didn't know she wore it once if it really was a regular fashion statement. And I had forgotten all about it. It was my daughter, Kristen, my oldest daughter, who actually said, Dad, I think a really good story for you to write would be about with the Eagles in the Super Bowl would be Princess Diana uh, receiving the Eagles jacket. So then I just went to town on it. I went into some of the stuff that Ray Dittinger wrote, some other stuff written by uh, NBC Sports, uh, some people that I talked to and, and got some neat anecdotes about it. And I don't want to tell you the whole story. I want you to read it. But it's a fun story. I had a blast writing it. And I hope that you'll take the time to read it. You'll see it on the um, – it's currently still on the front page of the app and on the website. So check it out. It's titled, It's True. Princess Diana once wore – a Philadelphia Eagles jacket. Let me see if you have any interest in this. Do you have an interest of making your prediction right here and right now? And I'll do my usual. I'll keep a list of who is going to win Super Bowl 57. Will it be the Philadelphia Eagles who are a one and a half point installed as a one and a half point favorite in the game? Or will it be the Kansas City Chiefs? Which, you know, if you're if you're not just a complete fanatic and I'm not going to fault anybody who is. I've talked to people that have said, you know, I just don't see any way how the Eagles could lose. I said, oh, I said, all I know is any time in my I try to never feel that way about anything. There was a time when I was a runner and I thought something was absolutely in the bag and it went south. People fell down in front of me. I wound up being behind hundreds of people in a race that I was supposed to win or at least win place or show. Something very, very respectable. Took me the entire race to pass hundreds of people, and I wound up getting 10th. Not, not, you know, um, what's the word for it? Not disgraceful or anything. Uh, but not where I was supposed to be. Anytime you think something is in the bag, and I remember thinking, um, it's very wet here, and we're on grass. No one's wearing spikes, like in track. You're wearing sneakers. I said, this is a, this start is is I knew it. I was about 17 at the time. I said, I know this is this is a problem, and I wasn't expecting disaster. And I was notorious for getting out fast. I took my first stride and my foot slid right out from under me, almost went down, put my hand down, never went down, actually stayed straight, dead straight. I'll never forget this because it was a it was a, a very uh, sad result. And 
hundreds of people were in front of me. And you spend the whole time trying to catch up, and it's really hard. You're in the woods. It's very thin, um, narrow sections, uh, and it was tough passing a ton of people. Very, very hard, and you're stressed to the max at, at the same time, so you didn't get to run your own race. So a- anytime you think, draw from your own experience, if you competed, if just an, if you're an intellectual and you've ever had some kind of exercise you were doing or some kind of contest or some kind of whatever task. My experience with this, and this is what bothers me, everybody assumes that the Eagles are going to win. Now, maybe we're just all talking, you know, preaching to the choir and we want the Eagles to win. So we're all just saying the Eagles are going to win. But all I'll tell you is, any time in my life that I ever thought that something was a sure fire thing, couldn't go wrong, it was one before it began. Well, I'll give you another example. We had a team, and even the league director said that there had never been a team, this was a city league, basketball league, that there had never been a team that picked their friends that ever was this successful. 13 and 2. During the regular season, overwhelming favorites to win the championship. Now, Dom would remember this better than I. I know it went disastrous from the very beginning. And we wound up losing in a blowout. We got blown out by a team that was something like eight and seven. That barely had to win their last game to get into the playoffs. So you never know. At any level, city league, high school, uh, whatever, doesn't even have to be in the realm of sports. It doesn't always go, and many times it doesn't go the way you think it's going to go. I'm not putting the horns on the Eagles. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm in the camp. They're the better team. I, I expect them to win. I, I want, I want them to win more than words can say. But just don't assume. I mean, this is the NFL. This is the Super Bowl. Patrick Mahomes, I think it's his third straight Super Bowl. One and one going into this one. And I know he's one and one in the Super Bowl. Uh, I'm just trying to remember because I get confused over the fact that Cincinnati had defeated uh, Kansas City three times in a row before. And that so that would not just be regular season. And in any event, uh Kansas City has two recent Super Bowls, that I will say, and they're one and one. So Mahomes can win a Super Bowl, he can lose a Super Bowl, and the Eagles can win this Super Bowl. And and I say this with a heavy heart, they can lose this Super Bowl. So give me your reaction. I think the best way we could go about it would be just take call after call. We're going to go to break first. John, I got you. You'll be first. I just sent you a a little uh, tone into your ear that you know you're first. And then you can join us next. Bunch of open phone lines, 609-407-1450. Do you think the Eagles are going to do it? Do you think, I will tell you, one of my best, best friends on planet Earth wrote me Chiefs 24, Eagles 21. And I wrote back this, this uh, emoji covering my face but i barely peeking out like oh like an omg uh 
So there are people that believe that the Eagles are going to win. And I can promise you, regardless of his high ankle sprain, what's Mahomes going to say? He's not going to lie and say, I'm doing, I feel terrible. He's not going to say, I feel terrible. You know, I'm going to be awful. So he says he's fine. Uh, and even him injured is, is bad news for an opponent. Uh, I have to say, and you know me, I'm not a fence pike sitter. Uh, I don't know who's going to win this game. I believe the Eagles are going to win. I think the way they've been playing is obviously to their favor. But Kansas City obviously is no joke. Andy Reid is a great coach. He's been to multiple Super Bowls, won a Super Bowl. If, In case you're wondering, and someone asked me this the other day out and about when I was at Walgreens, hey, um, how many players? It's only five years. I said I knew what the per- person was going to ask me. How many Eagles are on the current roster that played on the team that won in February of 2018? Fortunately, I just happened to have that answer in my own way in my own uh, Waybank machine or Wayback machine. The answer is seven. Seven Eagles. So I forget how many you have on a team. Fifty-two is it, or fifty-three? Whatever it is, it is seven. That's it. Every other one, they were not on a team. I can't say that that they, I don't know for a fact. Every player, maybe there are players that played on other teams that went to a Super Bowl, maybe won a Super Bowl or played in a Super Bowl. But I can tell you that those that won against New England. The number is seven that are still on the team. Kelsey, and I'd be hard-pressed to name too many more. So the Eagles have, I think, the best quarterback, even though Mahomes is great and a Super Bowl champion. They have the best center in the NFL in Kelsey. I believe they have the best secondary, two best receivers. I mean, you could go on and on. Best defense. Best offensive line. I think even Andy Reid admitted the offensive line of the Eagles is incredible. It's probably one of the greatest, uh, and especially the right side with Lane Johnson, it's probably one of the greatest in NFL history. So you see I'm talking myself into that the Eagles are going to lose because everything points the other way. It bothers me to no end that this seems to be lined up. But that's why you play the game. If the Eagles win the toss, you know what they do now in the NFL. They never did this before. You won that toss. You took the ball. That was religion. Now, almost 100% of the time, they defer. I like the deferring because nerves are out. The first possession could go three and out. And then you have the ball and you get the ball to start the third quarter. However... We've also seen this. Eagles are very good at this. If the other team defers and the Eagles get the ball and it happened last game, they went right down the field and they score. Take six, seven, eight minutes off the clock and boom. So you just never know in this kind of thing. But I want to see that. I've given you my take. I want to see what your take is when we come back. 609-407-1450. Back in a few, this is... Early in the morning, WPG Talk Radio 95.5 and on the WPG Talk Radio app.
We're investing. Listen for the morning edition of the O'Reilly Update with Bill O'Reilly at 1015 this morning. Now, Harry Hurley on WPG Talk Radio 95.5. All right, let's do this. I've been waiting for this. Your calls, we're going to get your take. I've had my say. Time for you to have your say. Welcome to Hurley in the Morning. You're on the air. Good morning, Harry. Good morning, John. What uh, do you got? Who's going to do this? Yeah, we're going to do this. But a thought of mine is nobody knows the pulse of South Jersey like you do. Oh, thank you. Uh, talking about the Eagles today, you know, this, this is this is big. By, by the way, I didn't get my score, John, so let me at least have the chance to do that. 34-27 Eagles. I was once, I think I had said like 30-27 or something like that. I think the Eagles are going to win by a touchdown. Now, some people think the Eagles are going to blow them out. I don't know. So I'm saying 34-27 Eagles. Time is yours. Okay. Okay. Well, last week, you know, you're uh, you're aware that I was down in Key West. Yes. And I'm watching the game in a, a place called Celtic Comp. The owner was from Seattle City. And there was Eagles jerseys everywhere. It, it was incredible. And I've gotten so many go birds down there than, than greetings in the last year. Hellos. You know, everybody. Well, you know, John, I've been making the statement, the Eagles travel well. That's what that's the the words that are used to describe teams like the Yankees and the Cowboys when they were America's team and things like that. Uh, The Eagles are very popular. You're right, Harry. You're right. And another thing that I was thinking was everything that was talked about, I think we're going to have a classy football game. I don't think that there's going to be, you know, anybody grabbing somebody from the back of the neck and throwing them on the ground. That stuff isn't going to happen this Sunday. But what's going to happen is the Eagles are going to win, and it's because of the character of the Philadelphia Eagles. You can take Kelsey's and and just make that a wash. But there's so many other character players on the Philadelphia Eagles that are stars. And I think to score the game, will be, and it's going to be a little bit lower because the Eagles are going to run the ball and they're going to continue, they're going to keep running the ball. If they get the if they get the coin flip, they're going to do the same thing they did last year. If week. they win the coin flip, are they deferring or are they, because remember, they lost the coin flip last week and the other team deferred. Will the Eagles take the ball or will they defer? If they win the coin they will defer because you always have the adjustments. You're more into what's happening in the game. So you realize what's going on, what we're going to do to offset what they're doing. All right, give the me, Eagles give, are going to win the game. Give me your score. 28-17. There's going to be a score in the end, a relevant score by Kansas City, and the Eagles are going to go, they're going to go down the field and they're going to take a knee. Okay, uh, victory formation it's called. All right, John, let me see what Tom has to say next. And you have a, I wish you well. Have a great weekend. Uh, Go Eagles. Fly, Eagles, fly. 31 minutes past the hour. Tom Foley joins us now. Tom, welcome to the program. You're on the air. Hey, Harry. Yeah, welcome, Harry. That's This is uh, really scary for me because I placed a bet with DraftKings in uh, the beginning of the year. And Eagles winning the Super Bowl, you know. (laughs) I hope they win (laughs) because it'll be real nice. 
Hey, let me tell you, I don't know how much you bet or what the odds were at that point, but just sight unseen, that I don't know that the Eagles were a horrific long shot, but I don't think many people had them anywhere near making it even to the Super Bowl, let alone winning it. Well, it was 23 to 1. Wow. Yeah, so it would be super nice. But, uh, and I'm hoping and I keep my fingers crossed. I've been reading about the Eagles a lot lately. There's one thing that you notice that the Eagles logo is the only one that goes left. It's a good point. Uh, of all the teams, it's the only one that points left. You know why they did that? You got to really look at the logo because the feathers are an E. Oh, that's pretty cool. Look I'm at looking, the Eagles. I, I'm, I, I have my jersey on. I have my Jalen Hurts jersey. Yeah, you can see it. I do see it. Never noticed that before. Yeah, the feathers are an E. Well, I, I just I love the Eagles logo. I think it's cool. I think the Eagle is cool the way that they do it. And I never gave thought to the fact that it faces left or anything like that. But um, yeah, I'm looking at it now, and I see exactly what you're saying. And it, it's a really nice logo. And and obviously. I want people to read the um, article that we wrote about Princess Diana. Princess Diana, and she had good taste in fashion. She loved the Eagles logo. That was the whole point. It wasn't about her knowing anything about the NFL or the Philadelphia Eagles. She loved the Eagles logo. That's the whole genesis behind the story of then this guy Edelstein sending at former Eagle owner Leonard Toza's suggestion, not T-shirts, but the varsity jacket. And then that was on the cover of People magazine in 1995. And she didn't just wear it, you know, just to be polite one time. She wore it out. It became a fashion statement. Yeah, I remember some pictures with her with that on. I always wondered why, you know, how did she get the Eagles? But that's pretty cool. Well, what happened was you got to give this guy credit. He was a statistician and some other role that he had with the Eagles he heard that Princess Diana liked the Eagles logo. So he was putting together this bling or whatever you want to call it. What's, what's that expression called? Um, uh, merch. He was putting merch together, Eagles merch. Uh, and then Leonard Toast said, no, no not, not T-shirts. we got to send the jacket, a varsity jacket. And that was the game changer because I think if she had gotten T-shirts – I don't think it would have become the fashion icon, the fashion statement that it became. So Leonard Toes was exactly on point with that. And anybody that wants to look at the article or just look at the, um, you know, the uh, the photos of Princess Di, um, fantastic. She looks great in the Eagles jacket. And the other thing is, uh, I saw a Jalen Hurts on the, on ESPN. You know, they're going through all his, the uh, interviews. And he was asked, what is your, the greatest play you had this season? He said, the season's not over. See? See <laughs> the way is, he is? He, was, Tom, no matter what, he will never talk about himself. I love this guy. Yeah, me too. He's, Even when you if, – if it's something he did, he won't – he'll find a way to not talk about himself. He only talks about the team. He only talks about the job not being finished. That's really what you want in your quarterback. Uh, the guy's a tremendous athlete and uh, and unbelievable the, how he's uh, improved. And think about where he was. He was with Alabama. He got knocked out of the of the starting position. He goes to Oklahoma and wins. Correct. <laughs> you know, no, he's a winner. It's just somebody's got to do some homework for me. I've never gone and done it. Uh, he has floated between number one and number two. 
Now, I don't know if when he was number two as an Eagle, somebody had number one or when he was number two at Oklahoma or Alabama, I forget which, then he was number one. He has floated between number one and number two. And Tom, I have no, no idea why. I like him better as number one. Yeah, me too. Let's hope he's number one and wins the MVP. That would be fantastic. That's that's my pick. Thirty four twenty seven with Jalen Hurts uh, MVP. It's not really a bold prediction. Usually, the winning Super Bowl quarterback is the MVP, even even if they don't play super great. Unless, of course, if Brown or you know Devonte uh, have like three touchdowns or something crazy. Uh, you know, sometimes. It, it will be a position player outside a quarterback. Uh, give me your score and tell me why. All right. Well, the score, I think it's going to be a shootout. So I say Eagles 40 and the Kansas City Chiefs 35. Ooh. <laughs> that's not bad. Big time score. Yeah, that's not bad. Hey, I mean, and, uh, yeah, that'd be good. And a buddy of ours that you know very well. The, the, are, he, you, he are you said, talking about the Swami now? No, not the okay. Swami. Okay, go Another ahead. One. Okay. Another friend of ours, local friend of ours. Okay. And, uh, and he, at the beginning of the year, Jalen Hurts, most valuable player in the NFL. So. <laughs> well, let's put it this way. I think they're going to give it to Mahomes, and it's only because Hurts missed those two games. That never should count against you. I think they are going to make it count against him. I don't think he's going to get it. I think he's definitely the mvp uh he's probably going to wind up finishing second and in a nightmare scenario maybe even third behind joe burrow but i don't think so uh i don't leave i i I still leave within the realm of not probability but possibility and it wouldn't be a low possibility uh like maybe i i feel like 65 35 or 60 40 that it's going to be mahomes and again not not who i would vote for if i had a vote I'm voting for Hertz, but I'd love to see him get it. I think they're going to give it, though, to Mahomes. Well, let's keep our fingers crossed and fly, Eagles, fly. Thank you, Tom. See you. See you, man. 38 minutes past the hour, and ladies and gentlemen, the phone lines are clear. If you have a reaction to what you've heard, your own prediction that you would like to make, if you want to flip it into some open forum uh, on another topic, uh, we'll we'll say that's perfectly within boundaries here the the ground rules are whatever you want to talk about we will talk about for the rest of the program and of course that means you calling in at 609-407-1450 as always don't forget because a lot of our good friends and colleagues and fellow uh contributors uh content creators on the digital platform uh work really hard every day putting out multiple pieces of new content check out the app Check out the website if you navigate that way. So any digital device, you can go to WPGTalkRadio.com. I will say most people just use the app, which is fantastic. Uh, so you just open up the app and you see the content right there. And, of course, the Listen Live button and the Podcast button, it's all there on the app. So if you haven't downloaded the app, please do so and join many of your fellow listeners who use it every single day, multiple times each day. Uh, and let us know what you think. Uh you know, when I when I write something and you agree, you, you send me notes. And if you disagree, you send me Facebook Messenger or an email, Harry Hurley at AOL.com. If you love the Town Square Media address, Harry.Hurley at Town Square Media.com. Uh, 
you can reach out to me if we get something right you want to tell me if we get something wrong or you just have a different opinion if we're doing an opinion piece uh let us know your thoughts you're not shy to do that and i'm very curious and i know i'm going to get some to the feedback we're going to get on this princess diana piece because i think a lot of people have forgotten that that ever happened because she's been gone for a long time now since 1997 this was in 1995 and there's a i mean just it's so random almost but there is a an eagles direct connection and we've written a very cool story and i think you're going to like it uh and my daughter Kristen was the one that is the um the inspiration behind the story i knew about it but it was long gone in, in my memory bank I had forgotten it completely. But as soon as she told me, I said, I do remember it was a varsity jacket and she looked great in it. And it was a big deal and the cover magazine stuff. So check it out. Um, I've, I've teased it. I haven't given you the uh, the contents of the whole story. Uh, check it out on, on the app and on the website. And when we come back, you will join the program next and you can follow this uh Next caller by dialing in 609-407-1450. Hurley in the morning continues on WPG Talk Radio 95.5 South Jersey's number one talk station. All because of you. And we know it. And you've done it again and again and again. And we thank you for it. Download the WPG Talk Radio app for your iPhone or Droid and take South Jersey's talk station wherever you go. Get free, unlimited South Jersey news right at your fingertips. Listen to and easily call all of your favorite local and national talk shows. Wake up with Harry Hurley using the alarm clock feature and more. It's the WPG Talk Radio app for your iPhone or Droid. Download it now at WPGTalkRadio.com. From the world's playground, this is Hurley in the Morning on WPG Talk Radio 95.5. All right, we are taking your temperature on Super Bowl 57. Kickoff is 6.30 p.m. this Sunday, February 12th. Uh, if you're watching it on TV, like most of us, uh, on Fox. And that would not be the Fox News Channel. That would be your Fox Philadelphia uh, if, affiliate. And if you're in the... Um, if you're on the Xfinity X1 platform, that is channel 805 in high definition, and that's the only way to watch. If you ever call out into your microphone a station, a station, yeah, it would be a station. I'm so used to saying that. Um, they'll always send you to the high def first. You can still do the other one, but why would you? Craig, what do you know? What's your prediction? Oh, we're, it's definitely going to be the Eagles by 10 points, I think. Uh, I think if, I think that, uh, you know, Mahone with his ankle, there was a great article, <clears throat> and everybody can read it in the Sentinel, uh, about th- that leg and the movement. He'll have movement, but I think that uh, our defense is just going to get him. And uh, well, I Here's that- my prediction. Here's, here's Craig. Here's what's going to happen. High ankle sprain does not heal in two weeks. He roughed it up a lot. In that AFC Championship game, I give him a lot of credit. I saw him roll out left because the defense was coming after him. And then I watched him have to giddy up and and lift that leg like a horse that, you know, has an injury. And all of a sudden, they picked the leg up. And then he was trotting and popping that leg up and down. 
uh, so that it wouldn't hit the uh, the field as often as you would normally do effortlessly. The Eagles' defense is much better than what he faced last. Well, it's two weeks ago by this Sunday, and so and and they're going to push him. I know they're going to push him to the left, and that's where that that high ankle sprain is going to reintroduce itself. You figure they're giving him the the pain stuff. They'll numb it. And they tape it like a mummy if you ever see that. I don't even know. They tape around the shoe, which I always think will make you slip. But they tape all the way around the bottom of the shoe and around, you know, and all that. So they'll do everything they can to immobilize it. But he's not going to be as mobile as he usually is. But is he still good enough if he's not at 100 percent, but he's at 70 or 75 or 80? I don't know what he's going to be at. Is that still good enough? And I would say against most teams in the NFL, yes, it is. Oh, he's excellent. He is. But, you know, look, you have our line coming at you. Uh, I, I got to tell you, a couple times on his back there, I think, uh, you know, that taste right there, that dirt there is going to just uh, make him a little queasy. <laughs> a little Arizona dirt. Rub a little Arizona dirt in there. Oh. All right. I got you. Oh, yeah. All right. And a twisted ankle a couple times because they're not going to – we can't be gentle. Like they said, this is it. This is it. There's no tomorrow after Sunday. There's no tomorrow for us. Well, look, the Eagles brought it last week, and they brought it the week before that. They're not going gentle. This is not Gentle Ben, uh, the TV series. Uh, They're going to go at this thing. Oh, we have a wonderful coach. You know that. He goes all in, and I think, Harry, the 10 points is my is my thing. I'm not betting you pizza, though, on the on score. Uh, <laughs> I'm done buying pizzas. <laughs> you know, I'm a lucky pizza winner. I can't explain it. I'm very lucky. <laughs> yeah, you are lucky. I'm either, I mean, but I've been doing it for years, though, so maybe I'm going to have to just accept that I'm good. Maybe say not lucky. I mean, you can't be this lucky this long. But anyhow. Uh, oh. I'm excited. I'm really excited. I got I got a lot going on this weekend that I can't wait. I'm on assignment. We're then going to get back in time. My goal was three o'clock return to the area uh, and get get ready for what we're doing Super Bowl party wise. Uh, and I just want to see the Eagles do what they've been doing. I just want to see them win this thing. It'd be so great. And and I have to say, Craig, a second Super Bowl in five years makes the Eagles the elite team in the NFL. Well, it is sweet to know that at least we'll have one win for each decade. Can I just close out with one thing? Yes. Okay. I hope the game doesn't go off like our Congress hearing yesterday. That's what I'm going to leave you Yeah, you didn't like that, right? All right. Thank you, Craig. I got you. I got you. Yeah, that was bad. That Twitter stuff is is nasty. And they're they're just so... um, disingenuous if not dishonest in what they're saying about it even under oath they think they have these safe answers that that say nothing uh there's just awful people that did an awful thing welcome to hurley in the morning uh, your eagles chiefs prediction please uh good morning good morning harry hey. uh you know from playing linemen all my years when i played i i like to watch the uh, execution of the play those big plays, I'll go and look at the linemen. What mm-hmm. did they do? The blocks that they threw. Philadelphia, Philadelphia has a really good offensive line. And my my thing is this. I believe that if um, Lane Johnson can play that whole game and Jalen Hurts, 
can get his touch back on that football, that the score can go either way. Now, hear me out. Either it's going to be 41 Chiefs, 38 or 39 Eagles, or vice versa. Pick one. Okay. Pick one. Uh, I'm thinking the Chiefs really hired because Andy Reid's a better coach. Well, I don't know that you can say that. Andy Reid's a more experienced coach. Andy Reid certainly has played in two Super Bowls. But Sirianni uh, is an outstanding coach also. I think Sirianni uh, actually gets a lot more out of his players than Reid gets out of his. And let me give you another example. But I don't want to take your pick from you. I already wrote it down. Uh, Look at how the Eagles' wide receivers block. If they're not going to be the one to catch the ball, have you seen them, Brown? And Devante and the rest of them, uh, uh, Goddard, the blocking that they do is incredible. He gets the most out of every single position player. Uh, I, I, I know that it would be sensible for most people to just say when you're checking advantages and disadvantages, which team has the edge. You know, if you said quarterback, most people would pick Mahomes. I would pick Hertz. If you said coaching, most people would pick Andy Reid. And I love Andy Reid. I never wanted to see him leave the Philadelphia Eagles. But this Sirianni is an outstanding coach. Yes, he is. He is a really good coach, but I I just believe that there's a little bit of edge here. Uh, can I ask you one more question? Yeah. Um, this stuff with Michael Irvin, right? Now, I, I just want to give you an opinion and know what they're like. I believe that he ran across uh, an Eagles fan lady, and she bashed his Cowboys, and he said whatever and just shook her hand and said, have a nice day, you know? I, I'm torn I'm yeah. torn about it because, uh, actually, I thought I printed the article. I was ready to talk about that in my monologue. The first thing that Michael Irvin said was very strange. Uh, he said that it was very short, like 45 seconds, and that there was limited physical contact. I, I didn't like that. I didn't like that comment. Um at all what does that mean limited physical contact should there have been i don't know if that meant that a fan hugged him or i don't know what that means later he said more exculpatory things but i am telling you that was out of his mouth that there was limited physical contact what the hell does that mean uh so obviously espn uh thought enough of it that he will not be on the game I don't know what to make of this. I'm not prejudging it at all. I like uh, the playmaker, Michael Irvin. Uh, it's a weird allegation, though. He's got to sort through it, though, or he's going to get his, you know, himself canceled. Yeah, I think that's probably – this could be the end of him like Warren Sapp. Well, remember, he had something. I don't remember what it was, and he survived it. McNabb had something come up. McNabb did not survive it that I remember. Uh, he lost his gig. I think Michael Irvin is – he's on the ropes right now. Let me get another call in. Uh, let's go Eagles, and I've got you down. We've got so far Eagles, 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 Chief, Chiefs. Let's see what our next caller says. Welcome to the program. Your uh, pick for Sunday. Hi. Uh, good morning, Harry. How are you doing? Good. Um, yeah, so I'm, I'm thinking 
uh, 24-10 Eagles. Uh, basically, I don't see the Chiefs getting ever maybe a touchdown and a field goal, and I'll tell you why, because this Eagles defense is locked down, and they knocked uh, two quarterbacks out of San Francisco that, a couple weeks ago. You saw that. I did. And um, I, I just think they're focused. I think it's going to be like another Villanova situation. Remember where, they, uh, if I remember correctly, the Wildcats won two championships in five years, right? Oh, yeah, 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 Jay Wright, real deal, no doubt about it. Yeah, that's exactly right. right. I think it was two in five years and a lot of strong seasons in between the two championships. Um, I think the Eagles are going to score a little bit more than you think, and I think the Chiefs are going to score a little bit more than you think. Let me tell you, I take your score in a heartbeat. 24-10 would really cement the fact that the Eagles defense really came through this season. They have been incredible. If you think about how many times they, most teams would give up a touchdown and they only give up a field goal. And sometimes they don't give up anything. They really know when to drop the hammer and button it down. And I'm not, I'm not calling this a body bag game or anything, but do you think the Eagles are going to knock Mahomes out of the game or does he make it through? Yeah, no, I don't think they're going to knock him out. I think he, I think he had a couple weeks to heal up. I think he's not going to be a hundred percent, but uh, he's he can get mobile when he has to. He can get out of the pocket, he gets rid of the ball pretty quick. Yeah, it's true. But, uh, true to I, all that. I thought they, they struggled against Cincinnati. I don't think they. Yeah, you saw that game. They weren't putting up a lot of points there, and I think the Eagles have a better defense than Cincinnati. I mean, that's just my opinion. I agree. And I just think at the end of the day, at the end of the day, they're they're going to shut him down. I don't see them getting over ten points. And I could be wrong, but I, I just don't think the Eagles are going to let him get going. I don't think. They're going to put the pressure on him all day. They're going to make him uncomfortable, just like they did to Brady in uh, 2018. Yep. And I think he's he's going to be yep. on that pocket. That's what's going to And happen. by the way, this is this is an infinitely better defense than Brady faced. Right. Yep. Absolutely. Yeah. All right. Good. Good. Uh, good analysis. I like what you're selling. I'm buying what you're selling. Oh gosh, if this could be a two touchdown. Uh, Eagles win, I would love it. I have it as a one touchdown. I'm only because it's the Super Bowl. And you never know how it's going to start out, and and is it going to be low scoring? So I just tried to be I tried to be conservative and sensible about it. I think that um, they're going to put points on the board, though. These are two teams that score. That's why I'm picking thirty four twenty seven. If you look, because I'm in an entertainment only, not a betting pool. I don't I don't do the gambling, um, but the entertainment pool that I'm in, the under. If you pick the under in every one of these playoff games, you would be doing very, very well. So the over has not really been covering very often. So we'll see. I I, I think the over – I don't know if the over is 51 or if it's 40. I'll take a peek at it. But I do know the Eagles are a one-and-a-half-point favorite. 609-407-1450. We have time to take one more phone call. Welcome to Hurley in the Morning. You're on the air. Hello. Hello. Yes, you're on. Is it me? It's oh, you. okay. Yeah. <laughs> I think the Eagles are going to win. I would say something like 32 to 20. I like that. Oh, Jenny, I hope so. That would be pleasant. What Man, we're all what I, we're all saying, we've had a party of certain attendees that once they started winning, I just asked everyone, would you please come back and sit where you sat? And we've been a little superstitious about it, but having fun with it. These two playoff games have been so much fun because you just knew the Eagles were going to win. It was a little bit close for a bit with San Francisco, and then they just dropped the hammer on them and knocked the two quarterbacks out, and then that was that. But the Giants blow out. Uh, I'd love it to be not in doubt. 
some people love, oh, my God, like to the last second. I mean, I, I don't want to endure something like that. So I am hoping uh, – I know hope's not a strategy, but I'm hoping that the Eagles pull off a, a nice, comfortable win, which really would cement the great season that they've had, that, that they would have beaten basically everybody. They had really one terrible game uh, the, against Washington – and then they got blown out with Jalen Hurts injured against New Orleans. Uh, the other loss was respectable. It was a very close loss with the backup quarterback, Gardner Minshew, to Dallas. That's it, though. I mean, you, you've got Jalen Hurts, I believe, is 15-1 and one as a starter this year, Jenny. He's almost impossible to beat. <laughs> so we'll see. I just don't want to get too overconfident. I'm trying to keep it as even keel as I can. But if you break this thing down, I mean, you got to like the Eagles' chances. But Kansas City's no joke. Just like I've told people, don't base that San Francisco game uh, that the Eagles won. Uh, Come on, they they were on their fifth quarterback. They were on, uh, what's his face? Uh, Is it McCaffrey, whoever that was? A running back playing quarterback even. They had nothing at quarterback for that game. Uh, but I do like, Jenny the Eagles' chances. And this would culminate a really special season, a very dominating season. Probably if the Eagles win the Super Bowl, it would be one of the most dominating seasons in the history of the NFL. Now, they're not undefeated like Miami, but you do play more games. And, uh, you know, it's a little bit different league now. I think there's a lot more parity than there was then. So if the if the Eagles that have been playing so far in the postseason show up, they should be fine. Hope so, hope so. And you know the this uh this world this World Series World Series, yes. Super Bowl? Uh, Super Bowl. That's okay. I'm here. I'm here to help. This always you always are. (laughs) This uh Super Bowl is a good distraction from the condition our country oh, is in right Jenny, now. Jenny, please. I mean, it, it, I, I can't it's, take this. It, it's bizarre world. I mean, they're telling us it's fantastic when everybody knows it's not. Go walk down the aisles of any big box store, any place that you get food. Go walk up and down the aisle and watch your eyes fall out of your head. The prices are insane. Craziness. I just don't think our country's safe. I don't like the idea of windmills on being pushed down our throat on either coast when the components are made in China. There could be transmitters in there. They won't need any more balloons. They're going to have it all. No, in China, actually, I mean, they're right now threatening basically um, to not provide the uh, the solar panels. For, there, there was a place in America that made them, but they're basically all made in China. Uh, so they control that as well. So this whole group that wants to go total green, uh, you know, because of the the horrific foreign policy, th- this administration has created a lot of problems with Afghanistan, with Russia, Ukraine. None of that. None of this would be happening. Uh, and I don't think China would be as provocative as they are. Uh, Xi knew that Trump was not a joke. Uh, they know that Biden is a paper tiger if, at best. And there's a lot of bad stuff happening right now. And it shows we talk all the time about elections have consequences. Having an absent president with a significant mental acuity issue 
This is a very dangerous situation that we have going on. Yes, but he th- he thinks he's great. He thinks he's he, he but thinks guess, he's but, but uh, Ginny, but guess what? I laugh at that because it's sixty some percent of Democrats don't want him to run again. He can think he does think he's great. He, he he's Commander McBrag. That was a great cartoon in the sixties. Uh, he's winning at all you know all turns. Only no, we're not. Wages are not keeping up with the inflation. Uh, they brag that inflation is down for several months, but it's down from almost nine to six something. Uh, that's just awful. It was one point four two years ago. I mean, so no, there's no doubt your 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 point is right on. Uh, we have significant things to be concerned about: geopolitical, domestic. I mean, at every turn, they're making the wrong call. Pipelines that should be built that aren't. Uh, reliance on dirty foreign oil, trashing your own domestic oil, robbing the strategic petroleum reserves, uh, peddling an agenda for all electric. I mean, in a couple of years, I mean, it's it's all impossible. But Jenny, Brian Kilmeade is next. I can tell you, uh, Brian and I spoke just a little while ago when he was leaving Fox and Friends early because he's heading to the Super Bowl. Former Congressman Jason Chaffetz will be sitting in today for Brian. And we are at the Brian Kilmeade Show. Ginny, I wrote down your 32 to 20 Eagles. I'll save these for when we come back on Monday. Um, and hopefully we're coming back with a happy story to tell. Uh, but everybody out there, don't think it's in the bag. Because it's not. Brian Kilmeade program begins right now. We'll catch you real soon and, and see you on the digital platform of WPG Talk Radio 95.5. Check it out. Check out our article about Princess Di. Uh, Chelsea's going to be swapping out some nice art.